How long has it been going on? What was the kind of, how did it start? The impetus. Yeah, so that was myself, Gordo out of Texas, who and uh, Matt Snooks out of Newfoundland. And so I'm, yeah, in Montreal, me and Matt were the Canadians, even though Newfoundland's kind of like its own weird country. Uh-huh. It started... Uh, I, I'm not. I, I can't even. <laughs> nobody knows how it started. Micropolitics um, of of Canadian geographic locations. Yeah, English aristocrats would run uh, scams out of it. There was like a claim it had gold and radium, and uh, there was there's a 16 hour podcast about it by a guy named Contbot, which I always <laughs> recommend. Of course, that fucking is. <laughs> yeah. So the. Uh, the Canadians and the honorary Canadian Gordo, because he was named after a Canadian rock and roll singer, Gord Downey, who is. I saw the video. Okay, that was him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we we were in a group chat where um, we we were all like Instagram memers originally. With like, um, we would have anonymous accounts and like think of things to do. Um, a popular. <laughs> We had a, a, an account called City of Official, and he would um, just post stuff as the City of and we would, uh, it got like 10,000 followers, and then we would start posting zoo animal escapes, and uh, maybe, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be fine, actually, um, and it's so we would do, no, no, um, we can't be traced, <laughs> but that did get it deleted. Um, another member lost his account when he, he changed it to Instagram help section or something like that. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Uh, so rest, rest in peace, uh, official family guy, Peter Griffin, who's back. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we can remember that account because it's deceased. But this was all like, we met during the pandemic. Okay. People were just doing that kind of stuff and we were like we knew about podcasts like red scare and 
uh, other ones. And they always, oh, um, what's that one? Uh, Chopper, Chopper House? Yes. And there's one, it's very similar. Um, it was a, a kid who got fired from the Bernie Sanders campaign for being too socialist. It's, um, and so let me just get it right because. So, uh, like a certified dirtbag. Hmm. I don't think I've heard of this. Yes. That's a great bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it was like, uh, what was it? Darn. Well, the the super fans will know. It's it's just tiny. It's they fire a lot of people. Like, uh, worst comes to worst. That's so. That's so. So that was what the kind of you saw this, and this was a culture that you were like, oh yeah, we've got to get in on this. This is something that interests us. Well, yeah, we were like. We were like, uh, we're we're on Instagram all day. Like, we should try and figure out how to get get money, like these guys are. And so, what we figured out always seemed to work was. Oh, my screen's frozen. I hope it comes back. Um, I can see you fine. You would go viral. Some one member of your podcast goes viral, and then that leads to fame and fortune. So Dasha gets interviewed as sailor socialism on Alex Jones and that starts red scare. So Gordo is out on, um, Dallas streets with Mary, shout out Mary. Um, and Steven Crowder, who's like this annoying right wing guy. Yeah, yeah, I know Steven Crowder. Yeah. So if you search Steven Crowder, Dallas Marxist, uh, Gordo's on it, and Gordo has—he looks like uh, this rapper named Blade. Uh, was the joke we used to? He's got like big hair, mm-hmm. like a septum piercing. And he sounds like a stoner, and so Crowder's like, "Oh, we got a live one. I can embarrass this guy." And uh, Gordo sort of, what the heck? Uh, oh shit! You cut out. Oh, one two. Take one two. Is this any better? Perfect. Yeah, yeah, we're back. Oh, amazing. It's Sorry like, oh, it's probably my fault. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, Crowder yes. got Gordo. Yes, and so uh, Gordo outfoxes the swarthy Canadian. Um, <laughs> now upwards of four million views, and a man named Hassan Abi, uh, Hassan Piker, who is like kind of silly, but a good, a good leftist guy on bread tube um he's streaming it and gordo's like because yeah we're at the end of the day we're we're cloud obsessed dorks so mm-hmm. he's like oh, i'm gonna get so many f- he's gonna shout me out i'm gonna get followers and so gordo's in the chat and he's like i've got like 300 followers and they're all like 12 years old and so it's like <laughs> we're like ah oh, that's weird and then He's asking Hassan to say his name. He's like, "Say my, say my name, Hassan." And Hassan's going through, but he's taking a while. And he's like, "Come on, dude, you're cool." So, like, say my, like, come on, dude, help me out. I mean, you're, I like your content. You dress like a absolute moron, and then, uh, or something like that. He's just like, because he's wearing like tight track pants. He's like a, like a cheerleading team, like the guy that carries the flag or something. Oh, we and then Hassan. Hassan reads it and like freaks out. He's like, "Oh, we got a, we got an alt right fascist here. I'm not going to cover this guy anymore." Not and then Gordo, 
So he throws him out. Immediately. And we're I'm like, <laughs> so we're like, damn. We were going to like start the pod on that with like our 10,000 Hassan Avian bread tubers. But we're like back to the drawing board. And Gordo, <laughs> one day the city of hosts uh, Haley Luhan, who was our first guest, who's this army TikTok psyop girl. And we had seen these before from uh, the uh, the IDF did them. And then it was like yeah, something was like... Was she US or, or Israeli? Because it was definitely the Israelis that started it. <clears throat> yeah, the Israelis did it a couple years ago. And then there was some article saying that she was like a model hired from somewhere else. But I mean, people from all i don't know what i don't know what it was but luhan had a better bit she would like do skits and stuff like and like makeup tutorials so it was more engaging and huh. so gordo just kept posting them because she, she had like three hundred thousand tiktok people which was pretty big and then she just started commenting on the posts of his on instagram and then started dming him and um it was like we didn't really know what was going on. And they were like, Oh shit, we should just, we should ask her on the podcast. Like, we don't have a podcast yet. So at that time we hadn't come up with the beta verse yet. We were called the white breakfast club based on <laughs> like Charlemagne, the God and those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so some of us knew the, like me and Gordo really liked, um, <laughs> like, yeah, hip hop radio. But Matt just thought it was Breakfast Club. <laughs> well, they are white. Like, like the, the John film Hughes. Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was a pretty good name. But then... Uh, yeah, it's Beta- a good thing. <laughs> Betaverse, had, I mean, Metaverse, pardon me, had just been launched. And Matt... Uh-huh. Uh, Matt often is the quiet genius. He's like Ringo or something. He was just like the Betaverse. And then we we're like, oh, perfect. And... Gordo messages her and she's like, yeah, sure. And we're like, oh, let's do this fast. So she could the next night. And we were like super stressed that it would actually happen. And then it did. And yeah, how did it go? <laughs> so it went uh, like overnight. It got like a few thousand views and it like instantly were like a thing. But the first people to find us were like Russian troll farms. They're just like downvoted the absolute crap out of it. Oh, bizarre. And- <laughs> Matt had also edited um, a few of us talking to say things that weren't actually said. But then there was one particular line that I won't say because shrewd uh, beta heads, if they watch the YouTube video on my channel, it's at like 20,000 views. But it it has a little skip that was requested by uh, like guys. (laughs) It was something like the, the generals didn't understand that tiktok existed because they're like out of patriots or someone like that's 70 years old crazy. so they were aware but, that was kind of like that's so interesting to me i always kind of assume those things were filmed in secret yeah and that's like the, it's a good interview we've now been referenced by russia today was the first one to credit us <laughs> but now uh and we did speak to a russia today correspondent um that's a very good one too, Sasha Amato, and about his time working for Dugan. Dugan was very anti-Semitic, homophobic boss, surprisingly, the fourth way guy. Um, and so he was talking about that. But before I get sidetracked, I'm already sidetracked. Okay, 
It's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, the Baffler, the Baffler just showed us out too. So now we're getting more than just Russian troll farms like downloading us. And they also liked when we put the Russian guy on. So the Betaverse will talk to all all sides, whoever That's wants amazing. to amazing. I can't believe that you're kind of, you're locked into the, the algorithmic <laughs> conquests of Russian bot farms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's about, there's five countries that are very known for them. Uh, kids at home can guess and write in and win a prize. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Yes, so one of those countries, in which case they already know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're downvoting right now. <laughs> I keep waiting, I, I keep waiting for job, uh, you know, job uh, invitations, but I figure they'll just send like a file full of things that compromise me and all you yeah, were incriminating photos of you like in the shower like, come here or <laughs> I, I think Lou Ann might have tried to do that actually <laughs> she's like I found these four rag documents about the murders we like we were just ah, we don't care about that <laughs> we didn't even open it um but so that she was the generals anyways they don't know what TikTok is that's like the mm -hmm. clock but they know what a podcast is, you know, because their kid okay, listens okay. to Serial on NPR. Oh, so love they that. Thought, of course they do. Of course they listen to NPR. So they think we're like a world, they think we're like a Chapo Trap House. And like, you gave an interview to a leftist anti-government podcast? And she's like, well, I don't know that. They're just fucking idiots. <laughs> and then she's like, uh, can you take out the part where I like encourage a <gasps> and um so uh we were like we felt i well i felt i was late at night and i saw it and i was like oh shit yeah sure so i actually deleted it and re-uploaded I, I wasn't very julian assange to me but that's kind of a prick yeah, well, <laughs> so like the man mate yeah yeah and so we did all that and a few people were like oh you cucks and but uh that stopped her from getting court-martialed and then it doesn't, it's, it's like ambiguous what exactly is going on. I won't, I have my own opinions, mm -hmm. which we talked about in the other episodes, but we were off and cooking. Uh, apparently we're also in a leadership course of what not to do. The Betaverse is mentioned as a leftist anti-government <laughs> podcast. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then like the, the leftist people on Twitter were calling us like a uh, feds fed fascist like all right psyop government wow we love to see so, it yeah yes we, I, there's I, something I, to be commended for producing content that can simultaneously be used in a court martial case and get you accused <laughs> of being free. like i think there's yeah. there's a lot of <laughs> there's something to be commended there yeah yeah and we made everyone annoying on twitter was mad at us at the exact same time um, was the, uh, the alt-right spelled W-R-I-T-E, was that responding to something directly? Is that something you've been called? No, I, well, I'd like, I like, um, it was, it, I'm not, as a, they don't do it anymore, but there were a few journalists that would like round up crypto, they call them crypto fascists. It's like, you'd spend all this time being a fascist and then you'd hide it under like the guise of, I don't know. Um, so that was how you, that was enough. There's, there's other strategies besides like getting interviewed by Steven Crowder or Alex Jones. It's being called a fascist or whatever. 
uh-huh. um, by, yep. by like the New York Times. And so, but we, we figured they laid off all those people. So just <laughs> Cinderella and them, they weren't, they weren't making those lists anymore because they just watched them make like 50,000 more dollars a month. And, um, by the way, the Bainverse continues to make zero dollars a month, but we do have a loyal following. It's like everything has its um, its time, and podcasting. I think it's a hard time to start on um, if you want to be profitable. If you want to be profitable, but it's only I've, year. When it comes to podcasting, the real money is. I mean, I I'm throwing it out. Is it sponsorships, advertisements? Question mark. What's how do you even make money with a podcast these days? Great question. <laughs> we certainly don't know. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, why the fuck am I asking you? Never mind. Hold on. You make zero dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we meet new friends. Uh, I'm going down to New York to see some new people who I met there. New York loves podcasts. You like get to talk Interesting. to New York. Why do you think that is? What is it about New York culture that brings people to towards podcasts? That's a great question, and more New York people are listening, so I don't want to piss them off. But like, yeah, the like all these dime dime square, as it is called, which is Ch- Chinatown. Um, there are all these podcasters like Come Town and Red Scare, who like dated each other, and Chapo Trap House. So everybody listens to these, and then it's like. And, and they like ours too. Ours is like a little sloppier, but um, we kind of, yeah. With it's, we talk to internet people that are really niche, but generally interesting. And the, um, and we get a few jokes off now and then, like so, like Matt did a bisexual Barack Obama for Luhan, and that was a pretty big moment. But a lot of the times, it's just really, really dry. We have this return guest, Nick Zlea. And it's usually just me and him talking about how I need to quit drinking or something like that. <laughs> and he's just, like, explaining, uh, you know, how fasting works in the Orthodox Greek. And then uh, I keep telling him he, he was off for Ramadan until he gets mad. But <clears throat> that's the... I like this... I'll, yeah, I'll give out all the flowers for podcasts before we move over. I really yeah, like the Joe yes. Budden, Joe Budden podcast. This is really I lame. The podcast. Yes, uh, so he's like a one-hit wonder rapper, and I, yeah, I was like, oh, "This will be awful." But I listened to it, and he like he likes riffing with his boys. So it's like that's the great unifier. Is like things like Tim and Eric. It's like sarcastic humor, aloof humor, which I do like. Or Nathan Fielder, the other Nathan. Mm. Uh, but it's nice to have like just enthusiastic shooting the ball, riffing as we call it, where you're not you want to be funny. You're you're fine letting everybody know like mm-hmm. I'm going to try and make a joke now, and I, it's probably going to suck, and then that might be funny too. So, and his were always like three hours long, so I would like beg the guests to stay on, and then Matt would make fun of me because <laughs> we just seemed pathetic. Uh, and yeah it was a really strong we were doing one a week for like we did 23 episodes oh wow and then uh we had a couple sometimes you interview a guest and it's like they're just coming on for free they really have nothing to nothing to gain but 
podcasts are fun. You get to get asked questions and things. Mm-hmm. And um, we really just turn it over to whoever it is. But we had a, uh, we had three people email me after in a row saying, like, I don't want that to come out. And they were, like, good episodes. So I was just like, <laughs> I'm just going to kill the them. immediate <laughs> podcast shame. Yeah, so I just went on what turned into an eight-month extended bender. Well, which turned into the poetry. So now we're we're coming back because That's people amazing. demanded it. Mm-hmm. I, I, just as a quick aside, I think it's interesting what you were saying about this kind of like shooting the ball humor. It's the first time I ever kind of discovered that sort of side of podcasting. A couple of years ago, I was writing my dissertation about like late 20th century male psychological literature in America, like really weird niche shit. And I was going did on all these things. Uh, did I do what? Wilhelm Reich? No, I didn't. But I saw he was mentioned on your podcast. I hadn't heard of him. Yeah, I'm. I'm being really. I'm being really lazy. It's, I have to finish editing it right after this. It's coming out, but. That's a good one. We have three guests. Two of them get in a fight. <laughs> oh, podcast, amazing. Yeah. Excellent. Unfollowed each other, but <gasps> they started out they started out all mad at me, but <laughs> fortunately it turned What did you do? I was, <laughs> I was uh so Gordo Gordo is uh he takes these these youth camping, so he's not available certain days and it was we needed backup Gordos and there were a few people uh, in Montreal who were always asking to, they wanted to come on the podcast. And I was like, well, you guys can be Gordos when Gordos not around. So I didn't tell the people about the two Gordos who are Natalie and Therese and they didn't know who Matt was. So it was just, they're just like, they felt it was, it was about to turn into some kind of three ring circus, which is uh-huh, what I uh-huh. wanted it to do. And that's what happened. Um, they also like didn't have headphones. And we're all talking to the same microphone. And I think that's how the I mean, that's the real podcast experience. It's just yeah. nothing fucking ready. <laughs> also, none of us knew anything about Reich. And they were, uh, we didn't know they like took it so seriously or that it's like, which, though, I think everyone's going to be happy with it. I have to cut out a few things. Some inflammatory statements about Genesis Bjorge. Uh, the Ooh. one person who doesn't want their name. <laughs> they're, they're fine with their name associated, <laughs> but not their uh, handle, you know? Because I guess the... I like that. Just, I like the idea that there's some facet of, your, of, like, of this person's online persona that is acceptable to be associated with. That isn't mm-hmm. associated with Beach Boys, but their real life persona. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Just not the online one. Yeah. yeah well, as she said, there's many Sarahs. It's very, very Sarah. Sarah's, uh, Sarah in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. You can blend in. Oh, I that. know exactly who you're talking about now. It's too late. You just asked her again. I, I'm going to have to be Hi, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Look what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> they all go but, to the um, same cottage. Okay. Because yeah, when I was researching all this dissertation stuff, I found this forum that was about like nostalgia and masculinity in the in like the twenty first century, and like how do men reconnect with like their nostalgia and blah blah blah. And there was this beautifully written paragraph about Cumtown, 
and about yes. how it was this like transcendent experience to listen to as a young man in America because it blah blah blah. And I was like, wow, I'm in for a philosophical treat. I'm going to put this on while I take a shower. And I shit you not, it was the episode where one of them shits himself right yes. before the cast. And so I'm listening yeah. to this thinking, yeah, wow, it just really feels like the inside of a young North American <laughs> man's yeah, mind. Yeah. I can, uh, I, I'm glad. So as I explained, I talked to Patrick Duran, who runs one called About List, a uh, mm-hmm. very good podcast. And they're kind of the, the next generation down. They're a little less vulgar. Instead of being like, oh, I'm a Chinese guy, they'll be like, what if Yoda played Dungeons and Dragons? So it's a bit more family, you know, it's uh-huh, like uh-huh. a little safer uh, than Mr. Nick Mullen stuff. Not that, uh, but I was like, as I explained to Patrick, I was like, I never listened because my friend told me about it like six years ago. And he's like, dude, you'd love Come Town. I was like, what is it? And he's like, oh, it's these guys, they just like, every joke is about like being gay with your dad. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> that's what i make jokes about so yes. <laughs> i didn't want to i didn't want to like get too influenced by it because i'd seen i'd seen a few things like this ted talk that a guy did in roman gladiator thing and i was talking like and i would talk like steve rule and things so it was like i was trying to like not you know not be that guy get my own bits because you can tell as well when someone is very influenced by that type of media like you can speak to them and you're like oh wow okay i can feel the bit coming yeah like my friend jeremy uh had harmony kareen's laugh and he definitely got it from watching david letterman get mad at him and it's like Uh sooner or later you just start doing some mannerisms but if you steal a few different people get used to it then it's like people you can't figure out where it is, and you make oh, your exactly. own. Then you're doing like, something innovative. Then you're you're suddenly yeah. you know you're challenging the game and switching it up. Yeah, I'm still the only one with a Jar Jar Binks OxyContin dealer impression. And I guess I should probably. That sounds like my dealer. Yeah, text from the text from the Shata. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> those are oh uh, English God. culture. Wait, is the word shotter? Do you use that in in Canada as well? No, no, it's just uh, we borrow it from you guys. Oh, more... I the the word shotter is the last thing I was expecting to hear from you. Wow, my, that my, makes uh, me so my Twitter name's been Chav Dobby for a while, and it, it was, oh, it yeah, was Spiegel. Course. Smeagol wearing a Burberry hat. <laughs> the joke wasn't even. <laughs> it wasn't even Dobby. One image. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, there was an account a couple of years ago. It might still be running. It was called Text from Shotter or Shotter Text or something. Yes, that's the was, one. Yeah. Like, I my I got my ex girlfriend featured on that. Um, <laughs> because she she just moved to. She was in Berlin, and I was joining her in Berlin. And Shotter Text had just posted someone else's image of someone complaining about dilettantes like moving to Berlin and being assholes about it. And I thought it was funny. I put it on my story. She sent me a very bitchy text asking me to remove it. I screenshotted it and sent it to Shotter Text, who then put it on his story. <laughs> so I then get a text from my ex girlfriend saying, "Did you fucking send our conversation?" <laughs> 
Did you send that to Shadow Tech? Did that, uh, I don't know. Did that uh, escalate the situation? Or she was it, happy it didn't with- help. It didn't help. We broke up like three months later, mm. and the text was mentioned in the breakup fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I have permanent PTSD from the word shotter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the, my favorite were their their deals that they would write up the three for one. <laughs> like mm, that, oh but. my god! Especially the ones around sort of Christmas time and New Year's, where it'd be like, "Happy St. Valentine's Day." <laughs> or the when they sh- when the shotta shoots his shot, like, you looking there, fine. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, the ones where they flirt. Oh, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. it's delicious to me. I love those ones. I should. I haven't followed them in ages. I need to. I need to refollow. Yeah. But, so, speaking of drugs and eight month bender and poetry, tell me how did God's left? Great transition. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, my name had already been the last male poet. Um, yeah, actually, sorry. Food. Let's start, start with that. Where does where does that come from? Uh, it actually happened. It was like six years ago, Montreal. It, it was exactly the same as it is now. It's very vibrant, creative writing scene, and it's literally all femme, femme poets. So there'll be women poets, non-binary poets, trans poets, like femmes, femmes poets. And uh, the thing is, I, I do really like poetry, so my friends were, like, going to this thing. Uh, so this girl who was, like, really rich from Portland, pretending not to be, was reading. And... <laughs> I was. I had a crush on her and thought I could like hit on her. I didn't know my friend was already sleeping with her, so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I found out that night. But it was a that was just like a funny little <laughs> thing. And um, but the, all the poets were reading, and every intro would be like, "Our next poet is a femme poet from da da da," and they explore femininity, and it was like they all dance around Ruby Coward is what they were mm-hmm. doing or smoking cigarettes and reading yeah yeah so it's like people just would assume i wouldn't like that stuff but i do like i was a theater kid i played jack Kerouac in a university play oh made, uh, <laughs> made all the, the, the bfa kids mad because i wasn't even the program i was in archaeology i was just playing grab ass like, wow come he got in <laughs> And they're like, he was just better than you. So I was, uh, I knew a bit about, I, I just think the Jack, uh, On the Road is a great book. It's also hilarious. Uh, him and Henry Miller are just like two loud white guys who stumbled into the easiest, like Henry Miller invents being like a loud American horny guy in Paris. And uh-huh. they're like, he's a, he's a genius. <laughs> he's like, he knows the Zodiac and like swears and gets drunk. And then Jack Kerouac is just like a fucking douchebag. I like jazz, marijuana, and dating Mexican girls. And, and he's <laughs> so right. Rock. And he's so right. Yeah, yeah. And so we all followed in his footsteps, but he, you can only light the match once. So I was like, I was thinking about that and I was like, a am and there was a one poet I saw in Edmonton who was like a real, it was a, beat, a slam poetry with like, which has a rich, like African American Canadian history. And there was this oh, one white guy who looked a lot like Mikey miles. If anybody knows that, that guy, 
She had a tight leather jacket, like a Tom Cruise leather jacket and a fedora. And everybody else is like doing like sla- like slam and he does like a bow, skim the bop like a beer bottle. And everybody's cringing and I'm like, hell yeah. I'm just like so excited. I guess it's the best like, thing I've seen on Wikipedia. He's like, he knows he's killing. He's got like, he's like a wolf on the prowl. I was like, man, that was cool. And I was uh, thinking about the femme poetry night and the male poetry thing. And my Tinder wasn't getting any likes. So I changed my, my like bio to being the last male poet. And I, wrote this little poem and thing that was like if the moon's hanging just right and i'll take you down to a little bar in the backstage you hear those jungle drums thumping and i start talking about your hair under the neon lights and a guy hears you and he thinks that the sound's just right and the tone and maybe any man can be a poet and i got like 15 matches off that so I was like, okay <laughs> but that all so you did it for pussy that's where the name comes from. No. <laughs> I mean, that was just a side effect, but I forgot about it because, you know, pussies and everything. And then I was, it was a few years later, I remembered the name and I was like, oh, that was pretty funny. And I, I changed my Instagram to it because there's, the last male poet was the funny part because there's a lot of male poets. So I, but not in Montreal. And so I thought all the poets would get mad at me when I said that, but they all started messaging me for advice. And uh, <coughs> fortunately, I was, I'd read enough like Charles Bukowski 10 years before to like, that I was actually pretty good at it. Um, and so yeah, I just told everybody. You can feel the Bukowski influence in Gold Slapping for sure. Yeah, yeah. I owe a lot. I owe a lot to Buck. Buck and were, Rupi were there Tower. any other poets that you were sort of familiar with before you started writing? Yes, Rupi Tower, which everybody <laughs> thinks. I went viral for that, too. I was at a party, and someone was good at Twitter, not me. <laughs> but I told this person, this cool cat, that I I was like, I'm the last no poet. And they're like, oh, yeah? What do you know about poetry? And I was like, the only two important poets besides me in the last hundred years are Charles Bukowski and Rupi Tower, and this girl's like monocle fell out and she and then uh, the guy who turned out to be my publisher sends me this uh, text that says some douchebag calling himself the last male poet just told me the only two important poets last hundred years are Charles Bukowski and Rupi Tower. and I was like what what group chat is this in he's like it's not a group chat it's like a it's trending <laughs> like and all twitter all twitter's like shitting on me but i'm not wrong like you're not of course the, not you you see the, the yeah they're the only two like real poets like they they fucking everybody else like leonard cohen wasn't that great a poet he, he was really good at guitar well he was a songwriter that's always my yeah. argument for you know not counting yeah good poets like he sung if you, if you have mm-hmm, if you have an instrument or even like you're singing, you're, you're, yeah, you have to jazz it up. Yeah, so it's bullshit. And like Lil Wayne put it out right. He's like, I'm not a poet. Fucking idiot. So, yeah, it's like, it would be, yeah, it's just those two. And like Rupi like put poetry on like, on tour buses and stuff. And so. I, I was 
very young. Well, not very young. I was, I was, de- I was definitely the target audience when she was huge, and she had definitely my high school an absolute chokehold. We all, every single one of us, fourteen to fifteen, thought we were poets because, yeah. Of, like, and I'd never read E.E. E. Cummings or anything like that. Like, I had no idea that poetry could even be that bad. In, in, in like like that, <laughs> not that bad. Oh, the but, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of that, that anti-conventional, that unconventional um, formatting. That was genuinely my first introduction to it. I think it's it's not. I know it's a bit, but it's not unreasonable to say that Rupert Powell is really important to poetry. Yeah, yeah. And I had this because I, <laughs> the thing about her, I I say the three R's. She was like, um, be like how drugs like trick your part of your brain that it's some other it's serotonin or something that sneaks mm-hmm. in with the other authentic thing. So there was Rupi, there was Rumi. Rumi's the, uh, I think he's the whirling dervish. Rumi is like a Arab love poet. Uh-huh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. is a German love poet. And they're like the big guy. And Rupi's like, oh, is Rupi Ka, Rumi. <laughs> Yeah, and all their all their names are like cheese wheel and honey or what or memories of the water and then yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's got milk and honey, so it's like rupee cower, milk and it's like yeah, because you're thinking it's like yeah, yeah, that one. You, so, I think that's I think collectively as a as a culture, that was definitely at the back of our minds was this very like esoteric, slightly like East Asian mystical or South Asian mystical like mm-hmm. atmosphere. And it was like it was it was short, and I uh, like poetry has a lot of sins to account for. There's one poem that's allowed allowed to be long, and that's the Ancient Mariner by what's his name, Lord Byron, or one of those one of those guys. Um, my dad. Yes, it is Byron, I think. Yeah, my dad hates all. Ten, it might be Tennyson. Yeah, I think it's like South. I might be wrong. Yeah, my dad hates and that's the poetry. Only that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my, my dad hates all poetry, including mine. <laughs> he's like, I don't get it. Um, but he, he was like, here's the one good poem. And we were like six. And he read us The Ancient Mariner for like two hours. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. I, so, that's, that's a very bad poem to have, actually. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. God save the Ancient Mariner. But, and um, the water. Yeah. So we had all these like... I don't want to like blame the gay guys, but there were these gay guy poets that were just putting like essays, like, ah, here's all my stuff. I'm sure some of it's good, but it just got the attention span for poetry got lower and lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, Rupi was the first one to like spit it back on a, it was like Donald Trump. He's like, it's it's going to fit on a postcard. Like your taxes or whatever. Like Rupi did that. that. Rupert Cow mm-hmm. is the Donald Trump of poetry. That's amazing. Exactly. That's such yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's yours. You put that together. That's that's it. But, that's uh, <laughs> everyone tells me. I still <laughs> the article. So well, that was yeah. The reason <laughs> I really respect anyone who makes Twitter people mad, and she would she would go viral her live readings because they're so like over the top. It was like talking about like sex stuff, and she's like milk and honey and like the sun on my mother's skin, like pomegranate, and like people are like, ah, 
And it's like, you guys are dorks. Like, there's, there's a great video going around where she's doing a live reading and yeah and she's in this beautiful flowy dress and she's doing yeah. exactly what you're saying and someone screams out the next line to her of the poem which is i it's such a bizarre video like i every time i watch it i feel like i'm a part of some different universe it's like you're i, I can't imagine being being the person that's doing the screaming right like what what point are you at in your life What's your response? I love the there's like musicians who are like, shut up, shut up. Like, like, oh, shit. I love those, I love those. Like the Lord yeah. video, I love it. I play it bed <laughs> at night. Like I have I have her like screaming at me to shut the fuck up. It's such a good video. And she's entirely correct. If you're a schmuck enough <laughs> to pay enough money to go and see someone yeah. like, do something into like, my phone. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck. You're you're an idiot, and you've lost money. Don't ruin like. Don't make yourself look like more of an idiot by screaming <laughs> during your concert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's like. Yeah, I like the one with a uh, Dualupe or Dualupe as <laughs> one. Oh, I uh, um, Dula Peep. Dualupe. Uh, yes. Yeah, Dualupe. Yeah, yeah, little peep. <laughs> but it's she's literally standing there looking so bored. And this fan is like sincere. Like, yes, girl, give us nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sick. Wait, I haven't seen that one. I have to find that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so good. Give us nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta have that laid back. So yeah, Twitter is still funny like one percent of the time. You see you stay on and there's like oh yeah and that that brings us to <clears throat> academic fraud was this course, account yeah. and so this brings us to the alt-right as i've i'm sure someone thought they're clever at i don't know the <laughs> ad anti-defamation league or something uh but it's like <clears throat> there's it started with right-wing twitter um or like just weird outsider Twitter. We're putting out books because like Verso, there's Verso books, zero books. The left wing theory was pretty interesting and specifically British theory, like mm. um Mark Fisher and Nick Land are this like yin yang of the only continental philosophers ever worth a shit come out of England. And um because England was all like I thought Mark Fisher was American. No, no, yeah. Oh my see, God, that's that's a, like, feather and a cap. That's really good. Fuck yeah. Yeah, because England was all analytics. It was what's his name? Uh, the guy had boring shit. Like nothing, nothing was, with like, ne- like the French guys of like weird rumors. Of, but yeah, like <laughs> so, the they were the ones like Fisher would write about like Drake and. Zizek and he had his blog K-Punk and I found out about it from podcasts I'd never heard about him and then he had his evil villain version Nick Land who was like I haven't heard of like, yeah he was like the, he's Nick Land is impressive like his writing's kind of kind of weird and he invented a concept called hyper racism and uh okay <laughs> Is this sort of a Twitter? A sick name. I'll start with that. That's a fucking awesome name for something. Hyperlocism. He coined um, accelerationism, 
which is oh, like generationism. Oh wow, shit. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's he's twenty first century. Yes, and he's the first. He's the first person. Damn, wow. First person I've seen mythologize themselves to a level of Nietzsche during their lifetime. Like, and uh, he also got got very addicted to methamphetamine, which he sold to his students, and that kind of <laughs> that so it created a few things. It created Hyperdub Records, which uh, signed Burial. That guy was uh, one of his the world things. Is- insane that's um, the rest actress that's crazy some actual good theorists can't, well they're all good theorists we we, we love them both. but um <laughs> zadie's or zadie smith is very very oh, good Ones oh, and zeros. my life such a good book yeah 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 actually oh yeah i can really show um well we're yeah, doing well, it I've so they it. had the ccru which was like their anonymous uh, thing and that was like it was this was uh what do you call it theory fiction uh-huh. was the birth and so yeah england did something that was it, 90s was great time for england you guys really hit it out of the park yeah and, it's been downhill since then <laughs> i don't know there's all the, the drillers putting man in a slip and stuff putting themselves in in jail <laughs> But <clears throat> that was good. No, that's I like those songs. But yeah, yeah, that was a very so. Anyways, Mark Fisher, unfortunately, kids at home, suppose, commits suicide sadly, and then Nick Land commits career suicide by just going super right wing, racist. He basically turns into the guy from Dilbert, but knows about cryptocurrency more, and moves to China. And will disappear for months at a time, and everyone thinks his heart has exploded on crystal meth. Oh, and they're like, wow. I love DSA it. DSA starts rejoicing, and then one day he just comes back online. What and, he's uh, doing um, John McAfee. This guy's crazy. Oh, wow, totally. Man. Yes. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a very John McAfee. I used to have like, a psychosexual obsession with John McAfee. I think he was the coolest man ever. He's a, yeah, he was a virile guy. Um, one of Vice's many crimes, getting him tied up after his many murders and stuff. Vice had like they got him arrested, they got El Chapo hmm. arrested, they got I Chief didn't know they arrested. Got El Ch- oh wow! Thanks, Vice. Yeah. And Sean Penn, Sean Penn helped with that one. I'm really, but yeah, I've heard El Chapo's fake. I don't know. We need we need the next season. Vice, <laughs> you think it's a psyop of a psyop of a psyop at this point? Mm-hmm. But There's then two, those two different agencies involved. <laughs> but yeah, so Vice kind of comes in. I won't give away, too, but this is like the literary field and the right. So that's the last time the left was doing the left, as we call it, or whatever. The, what is the left? What is left? Exactly. But they're getting I mean, more boring. That's the left wing philosophy podcast, too, is what is left. I think that is genuinely yeah. what it's called. Uh-huh. It's a, I like a good pun, you know. But <clears throat> that old verso verso kind of turns into a parody of itself, and it's just like they're like abolish the family, abolish Christmas, like all live in I don't know, like live in troughs and like raise other people's kids naked or something. And to, to the point that Nick Land, <laughs> there's a famous Marxist convention that's just Nick Land high on speed, 
gurgling into a microphone while drumming baseball. <laughs> and uh, someone has heard shouting, some of us are still Marxists, you know? And <gasps> he's, uh, so, Verso oh, no. is like, Verso is putting out books about like, like the queering of, I don't know, everything. And it, to the point that it's bothering the people that form academic fraud. And, um, and so it's a few people. I thought it was one person, but it's actually few. Um, actually, it's it's cool. funny you mention this kind of, uh, not drama, but like the, the way that um, Twitter has been interacting with like the online writing community. Because um, Fetch just did an interview with Penny Goring, who was big in like the early 2010s on like the alt-lit scene. And when I was yeah. researching how to illustrate the article with like, you know, the gifts and the macros they were making, it was so mm. funny because mm. of what had survived, 30% of it was the work, you know, it was the short stories and the macro images and the whatever. The rest of it were call out posts on Tumblr and yes. Twitter threads and blog spots oh. and WordPress yeah. which dates it. Um, and mm -hmm. it's, it's so interesting reading this work back and then having kind of an accompanying blog post that's saying, oh, by the way, when she's talking about this party as a metaphor for Eden, she's actually talking about my friend Jessica's party where she got so drunk that she threw up and like passed out. And it's, it's such an interesting like parasocial relationship between the people that are writing this stuff, the people in this scene and the people consuming it. It sort of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I have, a, I have another very dumb. Yeah, the Mr. Taolin, um and it was the, the only people that remained. Right, and then finally, were very good writers, but they were the most like had the most publicity about being canceled or whatever. Oh, absolutely. And then, like, he wrote his own book. It was essentially describing describing his camp. But it was like my problem with him was his writing was about taking all the Adderall he did to write. And it was just like. <laughs> That, that's what you're gonna waste the Adderall. Like you know, you can like write. You can fucking write. Yeah, like Jack Kerouac wrote that. Wrote on Adderall. Like you, you take the Adderall to talk about other things besides Adderall. You like, take the Adderall to stare in the mirror for multiple hours on end. That's the main yeah. takeaway. Yeah, like I started. I started writing most of my poems when I was in a stable relationship, which mm -hmm. involved not taking Adderall and staying up for three days, which I really missed. So I <laughs> the started talking about that. eating the pills you find on the floor wishfully. And uh like there, dog there is a poem in here, right? About like the finding the final the final Xanax yeah. or something. There is there is a mention of pills in here. It's a good one. Yeah. And I did a I did a little YouTube video where I do like a karate kick and declare I'm a male poet and <laughs> people like that one but there was also a dog bites his own balls a howl that contains multitudes the male poet yes, seeks but a sliver so but i think i think yeah, that's would, what i what i like the most about these is quote unquote classic slash contemporary like formatting in it like the way that you format it the way that you you know put your enchantments and stuff like that it's very much inspired by like 20th century late 20th century i'd say like and yet there are just these bits that i don't want to say they date them but make them it makes it very clear that it's from the 2020s like the one that, that really had me like i was on the tube reading this one and i started like having to like choke up my laughter was the one on the bus where the dog throws up at the end. 
And it's just, yeah, yeah. the way you describe the guy getting on the bus, it's like, it's almost <laughs> like, like an EE comic. It's very kind of poetic and beautiful. And then you get this like slap at the face at the end where it's like Israeli side trance DVDs, or, like a dog throwing up or like, what, what brings you to like have those kind of juxtapositions? Does it come naturally or do you find yourself writing poetry normally and then thinking, oh, I have to make this like more interesting, oh more funny? God. I don't rush the crap. No, it's all, uh, I don't really edit. <laughs> I'm usually, forget- I, they're all in my notes app. <laughs> I usually forget them because I'm drunk or whatever. But the Israeli, <laughs> the Israeli, the Israeli side trance thing was on my floor. It is a very good album. Um, they can, they, it's a controversial situation, but the side trance is very good. Side trance in Israel can, honestly, Netanyahu's forgiven for everything else. <laughs> Goodness, thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> it's all fine, yeah. guys. Don't worry. Don't worry about Palestine anymore. Like, it's it's chill. They made some really good albums. Yeah, yeah. I haven't... Before all this, I mean, it's we agree. It's all terrible. It's all sad. And, yes, um, we're all very sad about everything that's going on there. I had this uh, game I would play with myself, and it was kind of... A, it was called Invent a New Xenophobic Stereotype that sounded <laughs> believable. So in Montreal, Montreal is a very free support Palestine situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I would just get, I didn't have that much. I'd like, you can only say so much. It's like, there'd be the guy with the painted fingernails who goes to Palestine three times a year and takes photos. And, uh, also unrelated gets, gets pussy after talking about that all the time. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Everybody deserves I guess everyone is that pussy at the end of the day. <laughs> I did. He's a good sport. I always make, I always make fun of him. I'm like, you're a Marxist organizer to get pussy. He's like, yeah. And I get it. And he like shows me like free bondage apps. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> and then That's like, you know, there's, there's an only male feminist right there. He's done it. He's cracked the code. Yeah. I don't get, I don't, I don't get that much pussy off of, uh, Oh, uh, no, well, no, con- you know, don't kiss the tail. But in Montreal, like as I said, there's a lot of fan poets, and all of a sudden, this guy is the best son poet. So I overnight, I had like hundred poet poetesses follow me, and they don't like anything. They just watch everything. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is uh, it's good. I've seen this happen. Had some very poetic call out, so it's um, I, yeah. So I had to, I he was vaguely <clears throat> sitting at the bottom of my cultural memory when you mentioned him like um, last month, and so I had to Google him because so I was like, shit, no, I kind of remember. And then I found the old Instagram account that had all of the like, um, where it's like it's very clearly, like you say, it's very clearly him defending himself, being like, oh, yeah, no, guys, it's fine, it's totally yeah. fine. And then I was like, shit, yeah. I wonder what he's up to, and that's when I Googled him, and he's doing a fucking video. <laughs> mm, yeah yeah i was like this is I mean, like, you mentioned him in beta verse podcast and now look he's flourishing yeah yeah well it was like other people like can't like that was the big thing is like oh you smoke now you're all gonna get canceled and it was like a thing as like mostly indie rockers and like people like yeah people in montreal any city really it was all <laughs> It kind of unfurled with Hillary's campaign against Trump. I don't know the correlation there, but I, 
definitely one yeah yeah for sure for sure because as soon as she didn't get elected it all kind of like went away just in time for like uh anthony weiner and uh, <laughs> hunter uh-huh. biden and people really start cooking but <laughs> it was i mean literally in some cases there was a time where all you had to be was like an artist who could make eye contact and be in like parsons and you would go to your class and say this is 4chan and this is pp the frog and they'd be like wow and so yeah, like i that's so sweet <laughs> I, I hope someone called it pp the frog pp the frog it was, i love that i'm calling him pp the frog from now on that's such a good name pp instead of pepe cool. a thousand times better very based pp the frog there uh Thank yeah, you. I like the same thing. Food, and um, so yeah, and he like did. He would <laughs> he created this genre of art where you just take pictures. They're called battle stations. Just people's filthy, like cigarette computer desks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, I think, and then Mara Martinez made uh, oil paintings of them for Unit in London. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you are. I like about. the yeah. I like all that cheeses stuff um I, and yeah, like Tony, I mean, Corey archangel and, and I, um, I, I i it took me a while to come around to the whole memes as oil paintings as sculptures as etc like i i didn't like it at first i thought it was a little bit lazy but as the years have gone on and the kind of the interactions have become more and more meta and people are kind of now drawing and painting even more like obscure parts of the internet or like I don't know. I, I'm st- it's growing on me. It's growing on me. Um, but it must have been interesting, like early. Hmm. Yeah, and there was um, like there's. We'll just do that. We got to shout out Brad, Brad Trommel, kids. Mm, uh, mm. Go subscribe to his Patreon. Uh, oh, it's he's a good right guy. What? Yeah, yeah. I'm binging. So <laughs> thanks, Brad. I <laughs> yeah, and uh, he has helped me just through like sharing things and stuff and uh garnering interest but i didn't i wasn't like a jogging door like nerd or anything but i was seeing this uh, this very specialized ivy league person who was very beautiful and older than me and very addicted to oxycontin i never found out uh but she was obsessed with brad trammell and she's like have you seen the jogging it's brilliant and she showed me it's like a laptop in a bathtub underwater mm-hmm. like, oh cool and then like yeah, yeah i remember seeing that genius, <laughs> genius brad trammell and i was like okay cool and then and then uh yeah i, I won't go anymore oh she could probably beat me up still but i was like okay i know who that, <laughs> I hope she who that does. guy is I hope you just hear a knocking <laughs> at the door so i remember like i put that and then it was like the same time these podcasts were coming up uh and pandemic and shit like nope the people i knew in real life weren't posting anything anymore like it, instagram was really cool when no one really knew what to do with it and they'd be like mm-hmm. they'd be like girls who went to high school with trying to make it seem like their life is perfect and they're like their boyfriends like sitting on a couch and, like <laughs> clearly just, it's his life like, a beer, and yeah yeah and later they're just like broken like, up me, me and my and baby there's, there's like a guy hitting as big a bong as he can and like to the food but then people just stopped right so the black squares and all these things everybody got too scared to post because it would be oh, like yeah yeah yeah. i remember that it was like yeah like we saw the videos and it was like ah and it's like what do we do and the share infographics and it's like don't share it 
it was just everybody like fucking destroying each other. So nobody wanted to post. And I just got, I was like, and you couldn't, you couldn't do any in Montreal. We were all like locked in our houses. So it was like literally house arrest for two years. It was very strange. Yeah, how, and, uh, sorry, a quick aside. How bad was the, the lockdown? <laughs> Cause I know Canadians are pretty, pretty like <laughs> stick to the rule. Now I like giving credit where credit is due. So I can't, I can't blame my drinking problem and, drug use on it but it certainly helped me you can you can and you should raise to the next level yeah yeah so like it basically made everybody you were like junior high partying again you could like sneak to your friend's basement and drink and like or the parks would close at 8 p.m so you had to drink like 20 beers you had to we had to do this yeah yeah, and the raves the (laughs) there were like these french people with dreads who were having side trance raves much very much up there with israel the rural quebec side trance is very good so it was a very fun time um because i'm a very like if you have if you're not allowed to leave your house i'm a pretty fun boyfriend it's like uh, <laughs> hey i'm robin williams and it's like ah the nate show's on and so and like, please can we go to a restaurant and can you not call the waiter the n-word this time jeez <laughs> i don't think i didn't try that but uh, also, you couldn't go to restaurants. You weren't allowed. Oh, shit, so. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the restaurants are closed. But, yeah, I came up with, I came up with some bits. But, um, so it was good and bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mostly bad. So, I did a, there was a viral video called No Bars in the Cage that went yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to get onto it. So, that was filmed during lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, with, uh-huh. uh Yeah. And I was, I'm half no, of that. That's that for you tell me tell me a bit about that video so you reached the front page of reddit yeah 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 uh god bless the redditors so yeah we were collaborating we're having artist we continue to have artistic differences at the moment but everybody's doing uh their thing summer's painting i'm writing poetry and uh we were we we had made the best we had gotten all the two uh, toothpaste out because we tried making other ones they just weren't as good as the thing and uh some people have what's called what's it called uh they know how to edit themselves and i just like, put it all out and uh not everyone agrees with that but a good thing happened there's this part where i just yell about how COVID isn't real and that got it like an 18 plus thing on it which really hurt you hurt the screen and that was on for like three years and i was pissed because like all these crappy i'm everyone's like oh you're a lunatic like i can't be like they stole my shit like it's like what was funny was everybody in indie rock or rock and roll and what like music videos we would all use vhs Mm -hmm. cameras because it looked a little stiffy but like caught like reddit comedy dorks had never seen this this like it just broke their brains it was like why is it 90s like why is it oh it's like david lynch wow. and, I think and so the reaction so, was was what it was more confusion or like people loved it, loved what, was it? it. what was the general reaction they loved it and then you know like ah yeah that's that's what it is it's the video so then these like I've been called I've been called paranoid and delusional, but all of a sudden Connor O'Malley's uh, in the VHS video about walking dogs or something. 
and uh, it just no one likes it. Uh, it's just like you know, it's just it's the singer, not the song, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, we influenced the because th- we like videos like Unforgivable and Threat Sky and Tutorials, mm-hmm. which were like all like already ten years old. So it was really just an homage. And there's one called The Price Master since gone viral that was a canadian art film um and that's like that was that but it's sort of like all these ecosystems are different and so like people will be like oh you did that and you wrote the poems and then they like don't really care like oh that's weird yeah i mean do you feel that it kind of all feeds into each other do you ever have like a sort of parallel process when you're creating stuff oh yeah like i just um i've always done the that stuff just to like no acclaim just to like upsetting my close my relations and uh, parents and like facebook and people on like, twitter just just throwing a really broad yeah. map out there <laughs> yeah i have I'm, uh it's gonna calm down soon but i would just there is was it, like is it is it really <laughs> we'll find out yeah i'm kind of i'm really like well nice no one's <laughs> no one's punched me in the nose yet so i guess i'll keep going but um there's like uh yeah so i would have like 300 followers and there was really not funny accounts in like 20 like 2014 2015 but i always had this weird thing where i just loved social media celebrities because a lot of them lived in montreal and were like insane egotistical people like uh goth shakira i would always see because she was in my neighborhood and she would like they were called Goth Shakira, Scariest Bug Ever, uh, what's the name of flowers? Uh, Gangster, he's in trouble. But um, it was all these like dumb, it was like Tweety Bird, go ahead, call the cops, I'll blow them, and stuff like that. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Selling t shirts. Yeah, it was like left wing feminist memes, and I was like, yeah, this rules. And I would be like, wow, they've got like 80,000 followers. And I, in my head, it was just like, oh, well, they must have like a secret group chat. And they're like, this person will now go viral. And I was like, that must, that's, you got to do that to do that. And I didn't want to like download, I didn't want to pay for Photoshop. So I was like, well, fuck me. So I would just like take selfies a lot and be insane, um, just in a way that just concerned people that knew me in real life. Mm-hmm. And What's it the wasn't best until- are you okay, dude, message you've ever received? <laughs> oh they're all they'll literally be <laughs> there was one i worked at a rooftop greenhouse this is i i related to luhan with this so i had the i was the spray boy which meant you sprayed monsanto based uh parasitic pesticides on these organic tomatoes and <laughs> i yeah, would do really dances in the system huh <laughs> Yes, that, I think that was the first time I got like 200 likes. I always liked, I liked getting the likes. It was like a serotonin release. Uh-huh. I just needed, I, think, I, I want, that would, I think people have done studies on this. I think it does physically do something in your brain when you, when you see like large yeah, numbers yeah. on social media. Mm-hmm. And then just larger than I was used, like, like 35 was like, that was, there was like five years of be like, my girlfriend just left me out. Oh, 43. It's like, but I was like doing one that was <laughs> some days would be overtime. So I was just yelling in the greenhouse and my coworker, a long time friend of like 15 years. is just like, dude, 
the fuck is wrong? <laughs> that was, uh, I was like, I would sometimes I would stop after that. Um, so I I think there there's the more sinister parts of the internet called like kiwi farms and things like that. Where oh god, kiwi farms! Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I never really. Was that shut? I thought that was shut down at some point. I, I not, the Chinese buy it all and they put it back up. Um, um, but I, I used to. Express. So yeah, it was like this organic community dedicated to finding morons like uh, Chris Chan and ruining their lives. Um, and then it turned into like they created like some Star Trek rules if you just quietly observe them and don't like interfere. Sure. But then it, it it go it it like yeah. Uh, and then, so I used to w- wonder, cause before I, I downloaded an app that I could just make memes and mm-hmm. I made some friends who were like interesting people who then turned out to be the first, like some of the first people to find Mikey miles and this guy, Greg Schneider. And so and made the reddits, the reddit, their own reddit channel when it was just like, Oh, here's a weird guy. It'd be hilarious to make him a reddit channel when the Mikey miles fandom is like, it's like 10,000, like Reddit, I try and, podcasters go on Reddit, like make fun of them and stuff, but it's like, I just see it like those Lord of the Rings, like the thing that you can fall into, it's like dangerous. I, I don't want to spend all that time on Reddit, even though like, no, I'm like making fun of it. And you're like on whatever, small dick problems, Reddit all day, but, yeah. and then big dick problems. And then, yeah, yeah, just, you go down the, but. The, so the I was, one that I love going on is uh, female dating strategy. That always puts mm-hmm. a real, real like pep in my step. Like it's it's I, so. I know I'd be really good friends with every single woman that has ever commented on that <laughs> fucking insane. Wow. Like I know they'd be amazing to hang out with, which is these batshit crazy women. Like what are their? Are they the ones where it's like F twenty one M like sixty eight and all that? Oh no or, no no! That's that's the like Reddit assholes. Am I an oh, asshole? Yeah, yeah. It's like I went on a date, and it's like it's it's misandry in so far as like misandry is real. Like it's a lot of hating, right? right. But, like it's, but it's not just like <laughs> radical feminists that hate uh, men. It's women that are attracted to men and go on dates with men constantly. And then report back, and they'll be like, "I'm in the oh, taxi yeah, yeah. on the way back from this date," and it's like, "You just come from a date, and you're on Reddit, <laughs> like." Yeah, yeah. Or the people that like screenshot, uh, like Grinder and Tinder, and like, look at this asshole. He's trying to have sex, and it's like, yeah, that's what the apps. It's like that's what you like. like. What did you? Oh think? my god! He asked if we if we want to have sex, and then it's like, what fucking music? But. <laughs> Yeah, what a loser! He wants to get his dick hard. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because it's like I—I kind of forget. It's easy to get—it's easy to insulate yourself. And mm-hmm. this is like when I said with podcast, there's um someone's like, "Oh, can you take that out? Oh, I don't want anyone to know." And even I, my first time, I was like, "Oh, edit that." Oh, I can't be heard saying that. And like when you host it, it's about. <laughs> After day four, it's you're just on like, what if he was a retard, and then like you don't <laughs> care. And <laughs> well, then I fuck <laughs> it. Start off the world. No, I'm sure being a, like, I mean, speaking of that, like when you're making like these memes and stuff, 
how aware are you of like the audience factor is there still an element of like i'm making this because i find this funny or is it totally like this is going to appeal to the people that already find me funny for me yeah it's always just me uh, and then i'm always i'm always impressed i was like no one's gonna like this but me um and then it it really it, it improves my i which i'm always optimistic like i've i've loved the world and technology and the internet i think it's a great time mm -hmm, i would good. rather be like i can't listen all day like, oh it's so bad everything's fucked it is but it's like you can do like a lot of fun stuff. like i made my own tv show i made my own book like people like whine a lot or like think they need to feel bad or somehow pretend they aren't part of the fucking evil roman empire it's like sooner or later it's like you are the homeless mm -hmm. bum outside is like we yep. nobody gets to feel that good at the end of the day and anybody who's like fuck you army fuck you pig it's like you're just like you're you're not being honest with your situation you're mm -hmm. like you're being the joker you're like i'm fighting this and it's like no you're not you're not doing anything so it's like that was always my perspective and that's like it's pretty thin perspective it's pretty easy to see me as you know like self-absorbed selfish asshole and that's fine too um and then like montreal is like i mean there's a, there's like there's an element of cynicism to something like that but i think it's relatively like fair to have an opinion like that especially when you're functioning within literally for you like a communications based cultural medium when mm. nothing is gonna fucking change anything like we can make as many memes as we like like no one is looking at the like you say the infographics like netanyahu's not pouring over like boss feminists like boss babe feminist ig queen who's just posted another infographic about palestine you know mm. nessa is looking at this and being like oh shit guys we've got to pull out so i think like it's it's well, a fair assessment of the kind of yeah i have a beef with bb in the sense of like really hurting the whole jews controlled media because israel's israel's fucking memes suck ass they're so I, shit I, like palestine's got fucking fortnite everyone videos hates us everyone fucking hates us so much and it's it but like you say it's good i'm convinced that maybe it's a psyop to convince people that we don't own the media because we suck so bad in the media right now we're See. actually we're six steps ahead yeah. It does let everybody, yeah, like anti. You can get your casual anti-Semitism off more now. You can get your like Burzum albums out and all that stuff, which is like, that's not saying it's good, but like it's a complex situation. All I know is like the United, like Joe Biden is not gonna, all right, all right, Israel, get out. Like it's one of those. It's gonna be there yeah. a second. They're going to try and keep it there. Where the money goes, and the money is with Israel. Like that's that's not even anti-Semitic to say. Like I'll say it with oh, my full no. chest. And I mean, <laughs> it's I have so many Jewish friends. Their biggest concern is like these assholes make us look like fucking. It's like they're really, and that's it's been said as a strategy to like encourage emigration and things like that. That's oh, like I make oh the so oh like, yeah. I get it. I, I like that's a good yeah. That's a good bit. I like that. And then the my latest insane, insane I don't not insane take, but someone sent me this guy, who Greg something or other, and he looks just like me. Like we got the same Neanderthal face, and he's always yelling about. Uh, he's doing the pro Palestine shit, 
but he's from he's from Fort Bragg Psyops. And I'm like, you are you work with Luhan. And I was always I was always expecting like with the Montreal people, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get killed when Luhan starts waving around, you know, the Mog David and things like that. And she never did. And I was like, what's going on? I was confused. And then this guy He's mostly making fun of their psyops and their like workout routines and things. And my theory that I send to her and she just leaves it on red because I think it's like a team of people now. She did buy the book though. I'll do this. I'll just like message like oh, that's good. Brad Trimmel with my crazy idea. I'll be like, Brad, is it true that like the Lincoln Foundation funds you and you're here to like promote right wing ideas from Peter Field? Brad Trimmel is a psyop. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm into this. I'm into this. And he'll just, and then I'll I'll give him outs and I'll say if you can't talk about this, just reply with what the fuck are you talking about? And so he'll reply to that, and I'll just like edit out my parts. So it just like, what are you wrong with you? But um, I can say he has. I love the idea that Brad Trammell of all people has been sponsored by the U.S. government, and that's immediately integrating that. There's strange, yeah, yeah. There's stranger concepts. Um, I think he was mobilized to help his friend um, John Raffin because he really jumped into that. There's also someone named Clementine oh, Oregon who's trying to get canceled. I think you know it, I'm sure they were. Yeah, I had friends who worked for John Raffin and friends who went on dates with him, and they're like, "He was fine. He's just really creepy and off-putting." But like, it's like <laughs> it's not really something. And he did weird stuff. Like he had an office, but the office was just like a bed that he sat in, and he would give you a laptop, like, like porn, and be like merge it all together. So it's like you had that, and the, the ones that worked for him, he didn't like. He was above board. They explained to me. I'm not like it's one of those like I I don't. Re- it's just that happens. It's like well, the sky is blue. So yeah, you you were being weird and. You were ghosting people. So you, what, what did you think was going to happen? I just, yeah. it's, um, <clears throat> but now he's back a little bit. So, yeah, it's, yeah, everybody. Back um, and <laughs> as I continue my inflammatory state, oh, yeah, what was I saying? Um, so what I think it was, was, um, I was like, okay, I get it now. So, Fort Bragg has been psyops since like the OSS and things like that. And they're watching, it would be like working at a company and the boss hires this new office in like Florida and all these idiots get all this money and they like don't have any training. So they're just watching these people like shoot. It's like what's happening. It happened in Ukraine too. They're like the bazookas backwards and stuff. And they're just oh, like, shit. look at these assholes. So the, the American psyops are like, they're counter messaging because they're like, these fuckers are getting all our money. They want to like, want joe to see that he's like no what are you doing give it to you know the guys are good at it and so i'm always trying to get him to come on and admit it he won't he won't reply to me um and then yeah i don't know what it is but there's always these weird bony guys that are like doing annoying messaging that look and so that i've just convinced myself that it's a joke it's a gag on me they get the crisis actors uh-huh. or maybe i'm a fed yeah i could be a federal that's it. Agent as well. I think it's both at what? the same time. They're crisis yeah, yeah. real actual. You're simultaneously a fed while they are crisis actors. Yeah, and then, so I'm also a, 
I'm not even a memer or a writer. I'm a lol cow. And I just haven't found the group chat where they like make fun of me yet. But I kind of, I kind of had my hopes dashed on that because I was like afraid of Kiwi Farms. But I finally checked it out. Mm-hmm. I'm like you need like a you need a million followers for them to it's, like. It's difficult to get Kiwi Farms. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I'm never not cool enough. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not popping enough to be a lol cow. So it's just like. Sad. Which is like a relief and, and disappointing, but yeah, bittersweet, uh, bittersweet victory. Yeah, I don't have any Wendy's like sex assault cases or whatever coming up. Yeah, yes. fingers crossed. Believe so, you gotta believe in yourself. You can have one of those any day now. You yeah, just my the hill I die on is like when they're canceling you and it's not sex stuff. It's like because you. Oh, that's you know, you okay. Yeah, yeah, it's the cheat code to getting cancelled. Yeah, then, and it's, it's just like, like it appeals to a sort of like base human need to be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, you're gross, get out. Not huh. doing sex stuff and getting cancelled. I think that's that's something that needs to be commended more. Yeah, and then call me old fashioned, but it's like I'm allowed to be a fucking asshole. Uh, but that's just like the victims of the sex assault have experienced worse than mm-hmm. victims of. <laughs> Loud asshole, just being a dick. Yeah, yeah it'll t- turn into me saying, "Well, it's I, not I, like I fuck." Yeah, yeah, and then I get thrown out of the party anyway. So it's, but that's what uh, was really <laughs> interesting about googling and going on the wayback machine for all this Penny Goring scene stuff, like early two thousand tens, because so many of these call out posts, you could tell someone had just been a little bit rude at a party. Like that, that was the base of all of these call-out posts, all of these Twitter threads, but they were being phrased in these ways that it, it sounded like they committed fucking war crimes. And it was mm-hmm. really interesting seeing the very early version of that, because obviously that's still something that happens today, where it's like, you don't vibe with someone, you don't get along, and so you call them a fascist, or you yeah, yeah. think they're gaslighting you, or whatever. And it's so interesting seeing the kind of baby steps that that movement was taking during the 2010s in the, the alt-lit scene. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was a situation where I was able to be convinced that like, someone will use a very massaged language to explain um, how you made them feel in a way that sounds very concerning and alarming. And like, you must be a very scary person. Mm-hmm. And then sooner or later, you realize that this like five foot tall girl is like right in your face. You're like, I feel very unsafe now. It's like, yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, you're not the like, only one, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm about to be fucking not allowed in the swimming pool anymore, and <laughs> you're going to do that for me. So that at least let me know it's it's like we can't be that. <laughs> Which is like, now this sounds great, but it's like. It's a situation where it's, I was actually out last night with, I'm, I make more and more interesting friends who are like, I don't know, they're, they're something must be different because my, <laughs> I'll be with my, my friend Rada, who is a, a gay man and we'll like be talking, we'll be planning something. And we were at this like costume thing and he had put up makeup black eye on and i was being and he was like standing like next to me but i guess like it had this black eye and it's like <laughs> it's, it's like harry potter studies girl came up to us weeping and uh 
like put her hand it's like i'm so sorry and she's like if you need help getting away and i was and i was like what and so i was like oh shit it was like a larry day and i was like right i told you they're thinking i'm fucking meeting you and (laughs) you're domestic abuse (laughs) victim yeah 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 and um and it's like so so i'm going to new york i've been invited to new york i'm like yeah it's time to leave montreal um because it's not like you could google them now go google Nathan schmidt cancer they're not there mm-hmm. but i'm out like i don't know i think i'm i'm wearing this leather jacket and um talking as i am with some with this person who's a good poster and literally i'm over 10 people came up to her to be like do you need help getting away from this guy <laughs> and it's like <laughs> and like she's a little on She's a little on, on the spectrum. Like, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It's, just, it's <laughs> just neat. Like they're boring. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, and they're in the, but they're also like hitting on. It. And like, I was like, why are they only giving the person they're afraid of shots? And like, Ooh, Shrek, the Shrek coded guy. They're not sharing their shots. <laughs> not inviting me to have parties. And she's like, Nathan's gonna come too. And I'm like, oh, fine. And it's like, oh, shit, once again. Not scared, but the loud man is like, it's a weak situation. Uh-huh. We're the true, yeah, we're the true victims. <laughs> loud, oh, I know, scary. yeah, for sure, for sure. My <laughs> condolences for your struggle. Um. <laughs> it's probably, I need to, I think I need to clean my earwax or something because Canadians really don't like loud people, but Americans. Canadians thought of like what a good Canadian is, like what the world will like is like Justin Trudeau, like a weird little guy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like yeah. Americans don't like that. They like like a loud. They don't know anything. They're like, whoa, look at that loud fat guy. That's cool. That's <laughs> we know that. And that's, it, that's so, the entirety of uh, American media history in one sentence. Wow, look yeah. at that fat guy. He looks cool. <laughs> and it's it's working for me. So. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm soon to flee. I'm a Dutch citizen as well, so I can see. I'm, and yeah, Rada. How did that happen? What, your your mother, your father? My father emigrated when he was 11. So we, my brother and I, we got it. You could apply before the the right-wing people got in. They closed a lot of it down. But you could just sneak in and get a, a passport. But. Yeah, I have a few friends, my, like Rada, who was who has always thought I was gay bashing, uh, got a job at the BBC, and then so I'm going to go out there and visit them. But I'm worried about England because I like French Canada because English Canadians they also love rules. And then I've just been the English have been explained mm-hmm. like some English really like the rules, like they really really like you getting a fine at the like airport line or oh, yeah, the trolley. Yeah. Uh, like cup of cheese that what thirteen dollar laptop license and then it's just like <laughs> and then they're it's like muddy and dreary and there's old couches outside and you get stabbed I don't know but no I, I'm, I think right Engl- England's interesting because we don't have a like collective cultural nostalgia to get back to so that means that we're constantly. You know, it doesn't even matter what class you are. You're constantly looking either to the state 
or to like mm. people that are immediately around you as a sense of security. And the state obviously has failed like ninety percent. It's great for mm. some people. Yeah, well, all the um, ghouls. The, um, <laughs> yeah, for, for the rest for the rest of of England, they have to they have to because it's kind of the only thing that I think helps people feel tethered because there's there's no kind of glorious. 1950s to look back to like there is in america you know there's no english dream um mm -hmm. so i think people there feel are... very safe yeah i don't want mm -hmm. there seem to be very interesting people uh such as yourself and some others and whatnot so i'm i'm hoping to come very soon um yeah there's this other friend i want to visit she has these great donkeys. They're right on the Thames. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, that's shut cool. up. That's gorgeous. It's hard. To, it seems like hard real estate to get. And I was just joking. I was like, I don't, I need to find another tech job. I don't have a visa there, but maybe, maybe you have a carriage house I can stay in. She's like, absolutely. You can stay in a carriage house. I was like, what? You actually have a carriage house? And it's like, so there's like, yeah, I would like. It seems that sounds okay, and then like Peckham sounds okay too. Like I, I do really like British music. Uh, like I like drum and bass and all that stuff. Oh and, wow, uh, just, yeah, that's sick. People just do nothing is a really funny show. Um, that takes a. It's sort of a uh, like Canada has Trailer Park Boys, which the world now enjoys, and uh, I like that people just do nothing is sort of that same element, like the tracksuits and the. Oh yeah, radio sure. and stuff. And there's, there's amazing what? comedy that's based around that as well. Um, like there's a, a lot of British comedy is just very kind of observational is the wrong word, but it's very much kind of based in everyday life. Um, and there's this one I don't yeah, know, it's so niche. Them. I can't remember what it's called. Is it? It's not. This is England. Um, oh yeah. This this is England's not great. Like, um, I'm thinking uh, of oh god, it's like it's it's just too black. I think it's called Black Country actually. It's two black country actors. Um, sorry, yeah, black like, being an area, not a. <laughs> I'm not like denigrating a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demographic. I'm like I like. Yeah, I mean, there's a kind of North American, especially Canadian, that's like a real Brit TV nerd, and it's like an anime weeaboo or whatever like oh you gotta watch father ted and it's like i never quite oh shit father did. ted is great oh wow yeah yeah that's a that's a classic oh, I, I like downton abbey downton abbey's better than i, I was like, wow, i like this and i was like oh wow it's really showing you the class i, I never watched it for that ah. exact reason so i knew it would suck in the end like, i was like Mr. i can't watch this <laughs> i like the i like the mighty boosh because it's the dumb one of the dumbest shows I've ever seen. I can't. I can't. My, speaking of like, the most like they had male show. I've said this before. I'll say it again. It's a show for boys. I don't fucking understand it. I don't want to understand it. I hate watching it. All there's the men the in my no life love it. It makes no. There's like everyone's New Zealand. Like the New Zealanders really fucking got their got the gravy train. It was like. The Noel guys like, oh, I want to dress up, come in a metal band. And it's just like they fucking own. It's like it's them and like the top gear, like right wing fat fucks. They like just you know own everything. Like the BBC is so strange. It's, it's like, and then there's like Jeremy. It's like just Jeremy Savile's friends, and like, and then these guys like 
guys working on cars like there's too many immigrants and, and then, then, like, those are the two british men it's jimmy saddle and jeremy Clarkson. there's nothing in between either you're a Peter Red face. Or like really into you're cars. yelling at yeah, you're yelling at the you're punching yeah or you're adam curtis hidden in the basement and then uh someone clearly pissed in his face because he won't even narrate his little videos anymore Oh shit! Like, really? Here you go. <laughs> yeah, he put out this Russian one. <laughs> it's like I want the voice at you. Everybody, this is a story about how everyone goes outside. And yeah, like I love hypernormalization and all those. And, <laughs> and he's, yeah, he's just great. He's, he's exactly what I want. This is uh, sorry, this is, this is this is kind of a jump, but like talking about like formats and like hyperlization stuff like that. Like um, you. You kind of, I mean, okay, this is such an annoying thing for an interviewer to say, but the first time I saw the title God's Leopard, I thought, oh, like, Book of Daniel, Leopard from the Book of Daniel, and then I read it, I was like, oh, it's not, okay. But then I was like, actually, I was kind of almost right in that you use a lot of, like, your format sometimes is, not biblical, but it's kind of, like, folkloric, like, Aesop's yes. Bible style. Where does that because I love that. I think those are your strongest works. So the bits where you you kind of adopt this like very well trodden, conventional, beautiful, poetic like cadence, and then at the end you have like, oh, he's talking about having a fat ass. Like <laughs> those are your, like those those are the ones that make me laugh the most. Those are the ones that make me think the most. Where does that come from? Thank you. Yeah, thank you for noticing. And great seg. I I've been reminded to like, expound on this. So <clears throat> leopard. The actual reason I use the word leopard is an English reference um, and a huge influence on me. Once again, um, yeah, my dad read a lot to my twin brother and I. I continue to think that's like, you know, I'm just like the fucking dream cat. Like, yeah, breast milk, you know, that kills autism. Like, I really think, like, you can make your kids smart reading it books at night um, yourself. And that's about the only, it's, one of the, it's my strongest suit for sure. But he read us Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, and amazing. that was like, and I was like six. So it was very, it was very great time. And actually Doug is out of, he does, I can see that now. Cause he does a lot of the like long, absurd. like yeah. absurdist, but then with a sudden twist at the end. Okay. Wow. 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 I should have seen that. And he, what I, what he really reminded me to do, he's a master of you, you pick the, funniest possible word and um certain people patrice o'neill was very good at this um that douchebag with the mullet he points it he does it a little bit uh what's his name some day he was on the fighter and the kid but there's <laughs> this one scene like a lot of it went over my head like the guy who has flashbacks the mongol war because yeah, yeah 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 but it's something about there's like the d there's something that will make it so this guy's house is not knocked over hidden in the back of a UK government thing, and then the <laughs> filing cabinet, and on top of the filing cabinet there's a sign that says, Beware of the Leopard. And I just remember thinking that was so funny. And that, like, and that Leopard is the funniest cat name, for sure. Uh-huh. And, um, the poem was also, the poem was about, well, it was, I did love, like, I, in, it's probably the same in, uh, this in public school and everything but like we had english 101 it was 
all the Keats and Wordsworth and John Donne and like all the dusty English oh, yeah, the guys. Everybody hated and we wanted fucking, we wanted Audrey Ward and all that. I and we had to do Wilfred Owen, that was a bad one. I, I like that stuff too. And like, I read Bell, I, that was the annoying thing. I was, I'd read Bell Hooks and like Judith Butler and all this shit. Um, and then they put up mansplaining and then I, I couldn't even talk about it. So then, and that's when I became the Joker. But, <laughs> I was like, they made me read women, and then I couldn't talk about the women. No, I, they didn't make me. I went and found it, and I was like, "Hey guys, look at this." I'd be oh, like, "Even worse." I'd be like, "I'll talk to the women's studies girl." And like, you read you like gender's inspection. So, oh sure, mansplain it to me, and I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah, explain to uh, the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and people would make. I loved her sentences. Her sentences were crazy because she she didn't want to be quoted. And Bell, Bell Hooks was far more dangerous because you just say she invented like that's what I loved about Bell Hooks. I was like, you could say anything the way she does. She's like it's a fucking bomb. Like it's a, and that's exactly what happened. That's like like Bronze Age pervert is like right wing Bell Hooks. It's just like here's the statement. Is it right? I that's, don't know. That's but another good quote. I like that. Hold on. So wait, wait, wait. I need to write these down. The Wicked Power is the Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron's Power is right. His bell hurts the right. Yeah. Oh, I never finished my. Yeah, let's get that. So I'm not allowed in English. So I'd be at these parties. We everybody would agree to the Palestine stuff. And I would see if I could word it. This is sorry. This is a segue. I'd be yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah but play devil's advocate. Uh, Israel has much more advanced water slide technology, and so I would just try and spread this racist stereotype that Israel had the most advanced water slides in the world. And you, it sounds right. To, it, no one, no one ever called me with <laughs> one time, and then that was. The, we it's have there are some really good <laughs> parts outside of Haifa. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, when things were different right. when I was younger, yeah. I, I would have like, gone on uh, birthright. It's, sounded fun. It's right. not like there was some problems, some issues, maybe. But Goa, I wanted to go to Goa. Like, oh shit, I yeah, know about Goa. Why Goa? Mm. I would. There was a documentary about the people. They do the mandatory training, and then they go insane. <laughs> they go to Goa, and there was like this seven that's foot tall. Goal. That's like, what you want to do. Seven foot tall, like IDF guy who would go and talk them down from like torching an Indian village or something. There was like really intense, and he would do it. He would like. It was just like this. He was like this Goliath, as kind of like the Fetterman guy. He's like <laughs> Israeli Goliath. I would, and they just Jay's like. He's like Thor, and he just this guy is like, I'm gonna kill everybody. Like, they're yelling in Hebrew, and he just like puts his arm on them, and they just like get quiet. They go to a side trance rave. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is crazy. And then it's world peace. It's beautiful. Yeah, and there was, um, so I met this guy. Uh, I had never watched, I'd never watched, um, what do you call it? Euphoria, but it's, I know people really like the show. And so the, I know that there's the now I know there's the main characteristic or like a key character. What's Sydney Sweeney? 
but there's um they cast the they cast a girl that was from I guess a, a porn recreation Chloe Cherry, but I thought there was only one girl and it was Chloe. Oh. It was the one with the fake lips and stuff. And um, people I knew really liked the show, and I was like, oh, that's the star. And then this guy who wanted to do stuff with me, he was friends with a guy named. Well, he was, uh, it was a guy, I won't like blow it up. I was a guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm. He would always play like oh, a shit. young Larry David, Eli something. Right. And he was, uh, I was fine. They're both, you go too far either way. It's like, ah, the, the robot RNA from the injections fucking made me sterile and retarded. <laughs> and it's either, the virus isn't real, but the shot is what, now I have brain fog, blind disease. And it's like, yeah, they're just all, yeah, and the you're honking your truck horn in Canada. Oh yeah, or the oh, Europe. I totally forgot Europe. about that. Holy shit, that was huge. Yeah, and you guys what have the that? yellow like, vests. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> we have those in in France, les gilets jaunes. Those are mm-hmm. those are great. Which here, that's the homeless. The homeless bums wear those. <laughs> like, it's pick cigarette butts up and shit. But, I'm always a Frenchman, if not a Canadian homeless bum. Yeah, yeah. Um, Norm Macdonald, the great Canadian man, coined the homeless bomb, <laughs> or popularized, I should say. But yeah, I mean, it's now it's like just barely enough time has gone by. You can, like a lot of us thought the truckers were like funny. I understand mm-hmm. that if you were in Ottawa, you didn't think it was very funny because they were like honking literally twenty four hours a day for like forty, and they were all like hired. They were like the they were like temporary like workers temporary foreign workers that like car dealership owners had paid to like honk horns and stuff. so it's like the right the right wing isn't as populist it's never been a really populist thing since Mm -hmm. uh you know who back there but um well i guess it feels bringing that back but a little bit and uh yeah (laughs) sorry um right um okay yeah masks okay there was a cool i met i didn't know what this what's it called three there's a publication in new york called three eye or something it's very good Mm -hmm. journalism thing Hmm. i'm not gonna remember i'll text my super super fan (laughs) uh i know that actually i think i can find the the ed- the head editor's name is Tub Girl on the thing, but she's a very it's like the new what's it like? It's like the Paris Review or um oh N plus one N plus one mag. Have you heard of this? I have. Uh, check it out, kids at home. It's I guess it's like the new yeah I don't even know oh, what wow. the last one is. There's a Canadian thing called the yeah I guess it does a lot of very good. Wow, two pages. That's that is intense. That's gorgeous. Mm. I gave her a, f- a free God's leopard. If she's yet to call me back or uh, <laughs> acknowledge, I don't think she. I think she threw it in garbage. But <clears throat> thank you. Let's let's also t- oh, another great magazine is it's the London Review. Is this a what's your public? Oh, and your body public? Now. Yeah. Hello. Let's inform the beta. Hi. Oh, wait. Hold on. We've got a. Oh, there we go. Really drone walking. 
Yeah, okay. I thought about Net and too hard, and there's one like outside my window right now. My the brain shift. Like TV statics. TV's there. You fucked up, you fucking jackass. That's that he's from. Uh, where is he from? Jersey. Yeah, he's like from Jersey. Yeah, well, it's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. He's from Jersey now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, this end this is amazing. That's crazy. Mm. Two hundred pages for a magazine is wow. It's two hundred dollars or two hundred pages. No, two hundred pages for a magazine. That's right. it's, it's impressive for for a literary magazine. Really yeah. cool. They put it out. I think it's for a year. You keep it in the outhouse. You can use it as toilet paper. But it's a it's a neat publication. Um, but yeah, how did your how did your uh, period? It's the London Gap. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't have it. Um, no, don't worry. I, I, the honest to god truth, and the moment that I get off, I'm going to have to go and delete this article. Is I wrote an article back in like 2018, I think, that was just this rant against this girl I went to high school with, who had posted some really stupid <laughs> meme about. How contemporary art was useless and you know didn't have anything to do with real life and blah 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 and I just I got really annoyed and I'd never studied art at this point but I just I, I didn't like this girl and so I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna this one that's the thing and it I wrote this article and then I really got into it and I started researching and I read like a bunch like I, I think I read like Ways of Seeing for the first time because of this article oh yeah that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah, Kids at home, like, where's it seeing? Yeah, oh, for sure. I, it was, I did my sort of art history when I won, and then I was like, I'm going to put this article up, but I'm actually, I want, it, I, I want to write more about this. So I made this, this little Wix website, and, um, <laughs> and then I got some, I wrote some friends in university to writing some opinion pieces, some reviews. Um, we had a really great uh, Octavia Wyant wrote for us, and she made this like wonderful review of Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and argued like it was the perfect sequel, and argued how it was the perfect sequel, and it got like some people on like Reddit interested and stuff. And then eventually, I just kind of took it a bit more seriously and started. I mean, I did the whole fake it till you make it thing. I lied to London Fashion Week in two thousand two thousand nineteen. Um, no, 2020, 2020, right before COVID. And I said, I, we had like a bunch of readers and they were like, yeah, sure, come. We did not have a bunch of readers. It was me and like my friends. Uh, and then I <laughs> went to London Fashion Week and I wrote this article and I saw a model in the smoking area with Tyler, the creator of a nightclub at an after party smoking weed. And I put it in the article <laughs> and 48 hours later, I'm contacted by a prominent modeling agency um, who who have three letters? It's IMG. It was IMG models. I think actually that's that's vague enough that people will get what I'm talking about without. It was a C and D. It was not a C and D. Thank God. It was a hey. You should take this down. We realize you're a small uh, website. It, so I like they so knew that I wasn't going to so be like oh no I'm going to fight back like me and, and yeah I'm going to I'm going to fight against the machine. So yeah, massive hypocrite. I took it down immediately. And I was like, yes, thank you so much. But it was crazy because, you know, the article had, I think, maybe 1,500 views when I got mm. the It's time, which is nothing in the like vast yeah, yeah, yeah. of things being published after London Fashion Week. It's not. Yeah. So someone, someone on their team is working over hard, um, like overtime on finding that. 
And after that, I was like, wow, this is really fun. I loved that feeling. I love that feeling of receiving that email. I was like, I want to do this all the time. Um, so I realized it would be a bit of a hack for me to write about contemporary art if I didn't know anything about art. So I, uh, I was at Oxford doing, well, I was in Oxford. I was at Oxford Brooks doing a graduate diploma in law. And I got that and I was like, I could become a lawyer. Or mm-hmm. I bitchy about artists for a living. So I then got a master's in art history and I finished that in September. And since then, yeah, I've just been focusing on just, oh, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun. I just, I get to be bitchy all the time. I get to be bitchy for a living. I, it's just fantastic. And I get to meet cool people like this. Like this is never something that I would have been able to do without the magazine. Yeah. 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 I, um, I thought it was very, yeah. I like the yellow, touch is it a it's a digital print or do you publish as well and you it's so far it's purely digital articles online we don't even have like a, a digital magazine but we're looking to go to print by the end of the well middle of this year touch wood but um, it's fucking complicated and it's expensive and you've got to get yeah. people to sign things and you know these are people that have other things going on in their lives so it just it takes a long time and they, it's just it, it's exciting really mm-hmm. it's long. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure I'm in England for the for that if water slide gate has calmed down by then. <laughs> but if I'm not in prison for Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's cool. Well, the drones are on their way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that's cool though, that's very cool. And so <clears throat> that's yeah, and so you you guys host events as well, or it's mostly the yeah, I remember. Sorry, I was like glanced at it and then got distracted again. But you were, I think you were having a, a soiree one of the first few times we talked. Uh, has it been a busy, busy year? Ooh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I remember. I think I was, I was at Elizabeth Street Bower that night. Yeah, it's been busy. Um, it's, it's funny because the like contemporary art journalism, especially in London, is it's it's different from like traditional journalism because your main audience is not people that are deciding whether they want to go and see a show it's people that are deciding if they want to buy the artwork like is this artist spoken enough about in the press like with the press is usually like the first port of call for any kind of Mm. collector that's serious and isn't doing it for clout like they're looking into how is the media spoken about this artist they're looking into how the galleries been reported on blah 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 so that's where we play a part and the whole point of contemporary art right is that you can't actually say if it's good or bad because there's no there's no criteria for good contemporary art that it doesn't that's the whole point like there hasn't been a criteria for what art is good or isn't good since like I, I, I want to say like the, almost the yeah. 18th century like it's kind of a bit mean but suddenly hmm. suddenly like after the war i would say like that's definitely a, a, to be generous the the criteria for yeah. what is and isn't, isn't good art like doesn't exist you can't you can't do that anymore so one of the ways that you can evaluate a piece of art now is is looking at the media attention it gets and so that's what we're doing and it's it's mm. weird writing reviews for things where you can't actually say if it's good or bad you can just kind of describe it and then go on these long metaphysical rants about how it's like it's, it's on charts yeah yeah it's, it's, 
it's challenging the notions of practical rhetoric and blah 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 blah. Like it's odd to be, uh, Brad again has a really good uh, essay on like how that all stemmed from. That was a psyop. Odd speak was a psyop. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and um, that's been the most interesting thing is you're talking to people that are all kind of functioning on the same assumption that nothing we say actually means anything. Right. And the medium is the message. Uh, now it's post. Yeah. That's all. I'm sure Brad said it snapped in some way. But it's like, yeah, it's been really exciting. And also, I love. Um, I love Damien Hurst. I feel like he gets a bad rap. He does. I'm. I. My specialty is taxidermy. I wrote about Victorian taxidermy for my masters, and I love his stuff. Like it just gives me like a like a yeah. physically like crunchy feeling inside. His I, pill, I, his cabinets, and uh, uh, hospital doors is another good one. And then I love in the documentary. I don't know how much of this is like you know curated he just comes off like a like a limey dope he's like, oh look mexico oh look at all and he's just like living in a fucking he is. like he is he's, a, he's kind of a geezer like he's kind of a proper <sighs> british geezer and i think that's kind of a part of it there's there's a very similar artist um popsy who mm. he's, he's a british geezer and he makes these very like kind of obvious like pop art pieces um, and I think yeah. it's it's so like it's so you look at his stuff and it's so quintessentially like twenty twenty like I'm gonna say twenty tens actually not even twenty first century like Alec Monopoly style yes. and yeah, yeah. classic British geezer and it's there's there's something in which like the the British geezer masculinity and producing contemporary art I don't know what the connection is but it's there it's fully there. Speaking of too, I got a I got burial in and tech no code eight anyways burial hyper the there's another accelerationist crossover is the Chapman brothers. Um, Chapman so brothers. they Nick Land's fanged Newman. Probably the best thing about that book is the cover, um, and it's done by them. And they are the first guy. They call themselves like accelerationist artists. They're kind of they're definitely like it's a it's a beautiful combo of like grifter and like the like dork um their first thing was like painting like warhammers warhammers of hell and all these things oh, right. and they'll buy like they'll buy 50 of like prince william's biography and like paint shit on it in five seconds and stuff for like three hundred dollars there's sort of what i like too is like yeah brad did brad does an amazing job of um covering shit that would be totally forgotten like the of that art and like the jogging etc and he's kind of stepped away from his own practice where he was like putting a bitcoin in the wall and allegedly he bought a lot of those bitcoins and this is all there's all these rumors you know uh I, <laughs> most, Brad's like, this, is, this is gonna sound horrible but there was some report he did i can't remember what it was <laughs> about and I, I just i was actually a subscriber to the patron at the time and i was like geez i just spent five dollars a month for this i don't understand this and it was about what sounded to me like an incredibly niche new york scene of artists it might have been a report. i can't remember but do not me, research nothing and i think probably to 99.999 percent of the population it meant nothing and my first thought and this is horrible was that he it sounded like he'd been jilted 
by a girl that was prominent in this scene. Like, I have no idea what's happened. I don't, it might genuinely be like a cultural moment that he's just documenting, but it sounded so incredibly bitter the way he was like really digging into this very niche, obscure. Um, I mean, yeah, I look, I look, well, it was like, yeah, as I said, he was one of my, one of the first people who like would follow me and then like get up, repost me or something. <laughs> it was, I had just refound him. I was like, oh yeah, this is the Oxycontin girl, like this guy. And he was like doing some like peppies and the, and I was like, oh, I can make fun of him. And then he immediately, I think he was like, oh, this guy's going to make fun of me if I don't follow him soon. And, or I don't know, or Dory's was just like, yeah, maybe he never thought I was going to make it. So long story short, I didn't. I started making fun of Ben Ditto instead because mm-hmm. Ben Ditto thought it was funny. Because Ben Ditto would just be like gore, the whatever, guns, naked chick. And so I posted like, I was like typical Ben Ditto post. It was like the dog with ha- ham on his face. It's like, this dog has terrible disease. It's like a it's oh, yeah, like yeah. naked shit. And then it's like a picture of him when he's nine years old. And Ben Ditto is like liked it and <laughs> But yeah, there's all those those like guys and I mean I can't rip on Brad because he poops his pants on there way less than I do. I'll be like <laughs> way more embarrassing. But he has this I won't like give away his story, but if you read in between the lines, um I can't say, I can't confirm or deny, but there are anonymous communities on Twitter, Instagram, all over, that he, like, started all these things, all these, like, very stupid but funny and consistent things, or has relations to, and it's it's part of the fun, and you just, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but you, someone, you just get weird people replying to you all day, and like, I was in a group chat with them, and then that some of it's not true and some of it is like Adrian you take a bottle of Vivans every day and like so and just I, like, it's crazy that that is exactly the kind of stuff I was seeing on the like penny goring like the alt lit stuff from the 2000s like it just doesn't change that online community is so weird mm-hmm. oh and yeah and then like from Kerouac he was taking Benny's the Nazis all were, they fried their brain. Like Herman Goering was painting his nails and a fur jacket. Like I'm not even like, you, it's in the footage. They just like fried <laughs> their brains. And, um, and all the right, like Deleuze and Guattari, who I really like, but it's like, you, you, you want to put the biography down because like by 60, they've just fried their synapses on meth. Mm-hmm. And they're like living with their 24 year old fucking pale models. They just watch TV all day. And then like, they're like have no serotonin just kill them. like Deleuze like can't breathe he like jumps out his window oh, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. it's just it's just this constant like ah! like he's just like you're, you're it's like uh, what do you call it diminishing returns of like study drugs like they, uh-huh. they don't make you very smart they make you repeat patterns but the human brain is fantastic you can really bounce that it's just those like you have that those two weeks of feeling like uh, just sort of like, oh wow this is the but, <laughs> and i'm not going to speculate that on anyone else that happens to me now and then mm-hmm. uh but yeah you know you gotta do the you gotta shave down the pointy part sometimes to make make everything make sense no, i find I, it i i agree i agree you've got to like yeah temper it 
Yeah, you go. Then you move to Shanghai. Um, the other, the, what's what is, and it's like I'm, it's not me trying to like disagree with him because I remember NFTs came out, and I'm like I'm a programmer. Um, mm-hmm. I knew I was like crypto. I'm not gonna. I knew people who bought at the right time. There, I knew people who I worked at a company that was like it's. I'm like it's not going anywhere. The people who really know is like evangelists are like yeah the goal is not that bitcoin's gonna be worth a million dollars we do that to make like rubes play it like the lottery so everyone's like we like this and they they're like that's the marketing but there are people that are making all this money off it and like when they announced the nfts that was like i knew people who had just sold like were good at twitter and sold sold or sold and sold uh, traditional paintings for like 10 grand mm-hmm. often to nerds and then the nfts came out and that really so it could be like you could be really viral and then sell your shit for big money uh mostly to porn stars and yeah people invented Linux, oh, which course. is like no no shaking that is a 10 grand painting and that takes cojones that uh someone yeah would have to have but then nfts came out and it was funny to watch. I don't have patience for like, you know, the people that really put like, I'm sort of like pick her out, but Holly Herndon, I'm just like, come on, dude, don't be so fucking. What like, was she I put out a, What was the. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to sound like Brad because it's like, I, it's, I'm not like hate. So if you Google Holly Herndon, she just makes like AI music and it's exactly what you think. It's like electroacoustic, like pleasant poems about frogs and water and it's like so she puts out these ais and they're like pretty and like, wow, wow wow okay and then uh so none of the crypto people bite on them and then a day later the stupid cartoon monkeys come and they're a million dollars in the bronze chain. i was like oh okay yeah this this is fucking garbage and then i just put a tweet or like i put a bad meme so this fucking sucks and then like the everybody brad puts out a thing nfts are gay etc and they just the next the rest of the year is trouncing on them and then they collapse it's like good go to hell and then my friend i knew this guy from the real world and he made music like soundcloud rap (laughs) the real world uh (laughs) one outside my computer (laughs) from uh, a desolate place known as windsor now it's like he's really tall uh an interesting look like he looked like a he was like hungarian blady basically oh we love sam and uh and he just he was fucking always grumpy but like still like fun to hang out with and he wrote like really good music and it was like soundcloud in like 2016 so he made no money like any of us making music but i was we would get really drunk and listen to his songs go yeah it's cool and then he went back to Windsor. And I called the Windsor kids boomerang boys because they go back to this awful town and either like go insane with their parents or like worse. And I don't want to find out. Yeah. Well, what is, where is Windsor on, on the map in Canada? It's across, it's right across the pond from <laughs> the lake from uh, Detroit. It's across from Detroit. Okay, so it's okay. like Canada. It's a cool ecosystem because it's like, a cool hellish midwest ecosystem yeah uh we'll show it and um the people there are very like they're very inner they're like 
it's sort of Edmonton similar where it's like you everybody kind of figures out their own kind of personality and niche. Uh-huh. They don't like do New York and California do. But so he disappears there and I hear he's listening. He's living in a cabin with no electricity. I'm like, oh, no. Um, and then one day. Think of all the problems out, in your life that would be solved if you had to live just in a cabin with no electricity. Yeah, yeah. No, it turned out to be like a biblical, like a New Testament or Dune origin story because he goes there he meets all these nft people and creates a thing called base retard gang and i see and i was like oh this is the first aesthetically good nft i've seen and they went you've seen these videos so they made everybody (laughs) they made uh, brad's uh friend josh cerello does this thing do not research it made them very mad because they go on Chinese social media and there's these like new, the Chinese influencers get like so much plastic surgery. They look like, it's plastic surgeries and filters are just like this, uh-huh. these people. So they, like crazy. they retard people. They, all their AIs are those. It's, they just post these Chinese <laughs> social media videos all day with like the TikTok voice. <laughs> and people think they are Chinese. They people think they are like Chinese propaganda. They think they're Hong Kong propaganda. Oh, it's so good. There's one you've definitely seen them. It's like there is no genocide, only love. And it's uh oh, I it's, missed there's that one. one. Wow, that's so funny. <laughs> there's one that says the Chinese invented Judaism, and it gets like. Wow, shit, You'll they worked that one out? Hmm. Fuck. <laughs> no one was meant to know that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, it was sort of like when we put out the Luhan, like, everybody was mad. At, like, everybody thinks it's the other, because it's just so stupid. And then he had made, like, he made, like, I won't go into details, but, like, more, like, like buying big, big houses level of, big houses in a bad city kind of like wow, wow, like, Holy wow. Shit. and that's like like patreon's dead um but it and like nfts are not back but these new weird ones are and it's still like i'm pretty it's more it's like i'm pretty close to the like i can see the people and everyone else is like what it's like these freaks are like pretending to be chinese they're like and there's all these the nft people fight each other by like alleging each other like pedophiles and nazis and they're all just like it's it's not just the alt-lit scene it's also the nfc it's just a thing that people do i love that yeah and it's it's just becoming a step there's like ladies and all these things and it's all like it's so like shady and like fucking corrupt like it's just like being in like the dutch merchant society it's like you're in a room and you're like this is what we're doing so it's it's just and now I'm in the room, so I'm like, okay, I like these. These are fun. I mean, I may be in the room. Um, <laughs> I have the opportunity. But you're, it's still like a pyramid. You're like, well, be, I won't be the last one out. And then... It's like, well, I can see the pyramid scheme, so it's fine. Like, the fairies were looking down from the top of the of the pyramid. I'm, like, midway up. So, yeah, I'm generally pessimistic with, like, get-rich-easy scams. It's like, oh, I'll go to the casino and win. But it's like, I am watching at least temporarily people do well, but there's like, so we, they, they did it. And yeah, they'll do like, 
I don't want to give away. I don't think, I think it'll be fun. So there's one, I mean, we met these strange, innovative people that made worms. NFTs. So I'm like, try, I'm just trying it out. It's, it's weird. Like, I, I remember I like, I vaguely looking out for like AI art, like way, way back before COVID because it was, um, I was a beta tester for, God, was it dreamscape? I think like okay. I, helped, I helped correct or, yeah. GPU or whatever it was, you know, like they show you the image and you get paid $5 an hour or whatever. And it was, it was easy work. And so I was kind of keeping an eye on that. And then like AI art, like the really early AR, AI art blew up and then NFTs. And I, by that point I was watching it from like an art market perspective. And I had been invited to an evening where Bonhams, the auction house did oh, NFTs Bonham. with, Fucking oh my god, who was it? Philip Colbert, and it was the ugliest art like I'd ever fucking know. It's three D animated yeah. lobsters. Like he does, he he tries to be cause kind of like That's it's it's awful. Yeah. Like it's it's ugly. It's the worst stuff. And they got like teeny temper and some guy from GQ to kind of latch onto it. And they did this talk, and I was really interested at this point because the technology behind it was all a little bit. It wasn't like it hadn't been as successfully dumbed down by that point that people like me who i don't program or, or do anything like that yeah. i didn't quite understand it yet i was like great this talk is going to be fantastic and even i knew enough about like processing and image creation and stuff like that that i could tell these people no idea what they were talking about and so nft from an art market perspective was so interesting because what I thought was going to be really interesting about them is like, okay, it's an integration of like technology and art and blah, blah, blah. Now it's just art. Intersection. Yeah. And then the intersection is the (laughs) working for whatever that has to upload all of these fucking Uh, like that's it. I love high tech art because artists are such fucking dips. They literally just rip the box open and do the first thing. Like, um, the first drone I saw was the artist who put his cat on the fucking drone. Like he he put he uh, taxidermy his cat on the drone. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's the Swedish. Guy. Everyone's like genius. So he's so clever. It's like he he just literally took it out of the box and killed a cat with a hammer. And like it was the it was the fucking thing. Like I mean, okay, yeah. Thinking you're gonna fucking kill an animal and and put its skin on. I guess that's a little creative but yeah and they'll just do like they'll fucking glue it to a wall it's just the laziest yeah yeah, yeah. like they have to polish <laughs> like i fucking hate i way way that oh well my God, i have beef with i way way oh, I i'll text you but i have like <laughs> legal beef this do- the documentary People thought he was so fucking. He's like he's not like they showed his New York work. His New, it was a like it was the AIDS epidemic and Ai Weiwei was so brave. He had a fucking raincoat he glued a condom to. He's like, uh-huh. well, raincoats so you don't get AIDS. <laughs> Just like he's fucking stupid. I and I love I love the idea that there's some <laughs> gay man in like Wisconsin <laughs> in the 1980s dying of AIDS in a hospital <sighs> that wants him dead, and he's like, oh, thank God, Ai Weiwei's done something. Yeah. <laughs> This, I'm in a really bad situation, but this has made it all better. <laughs> this doughy panda-shaped Chinese man is just like 
Yeah. <laughs> Smoking cigarettes. Like, we're going to let you build a coliseum. Everyone is like, oh. <laughs> 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 I'm oh, not like that. Like, guys, don't be uh, racist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I like uh, Cutie and the Boxer. They were cool. The Jap- that guy. They were, like, yeah, it's a doc- It's like, um, I was just dealing with my uncle's. He was an outsider artist. Oh, yeah, I was so sorry to hear. Mm-hmm. It was, How, uh, yeah. Did you did you at least get it's, to have like fun funeral or? Yeah, well, we're gonna have. It was um, we scattered the ashes, and there's gonna be. I'm actually there's been way more interest than I necessarily expected. Uh, he was a little too <laughs> he's a little too committed to the outsider bit to ever not like hit gallerists in the head with bottles and things like he always had attention and then would blow it up quite rapidly so mm-hmm. when you have the cutout when you have the providence and like a picture it's easier but some like very not wealthy themselves but from wealthy families are like ah that one's cool so it's probably like i could get like not like a, it's like ah, let's chill him it was his wish to be like get as good as we can to immortality and I, I thought originally, I was like, well, you know, like a flea market, they'd sell like four or six hundred dollars. Uh, but I think he was like, he has some good writing and photos. If, if, if we're going to try and do a thing that's just going to be the memorial and then it might maybe sixteen hundred to thirteen. It's still like three hundred, like the kind of shit that like still you bought. Someone buys it and like, yeah, ship it to London. And then an art handler is going to charge you like $5,000 to like uh-huh. create it. So it's, cool. it's definitely, but it'll be like, I, I, it, yeah, I've, I've never really done a art gallery. I, I haven't been a promoter for anybody in that way. So it'll be fun. And if, uh, yeah, no, that's exciting. Some yellow, some yellow ones. I'll send them. Please. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll put it on the, on the feed. Would we have, is that, was it because God's leopard was yellow we were able to move forward? Or Yeah, that's the sole reason. <laughs> I only interview artists that create things that have yellow in them now. That's a good, yeah. I love uh, yellow. It was brought to my attention. There was another poet named Nathan who put out a yellow book of poems. Oh my in poems September, yeah. What's it called? New Egg or New... Na- Na- He's Nathaniel, I'm Nathan. I think he's a good tweet if i just featured a photo of his book on the cover of the article <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i'm i'm beating him in sales right now so i'm pretty live and let live but uh <laughs> yeah it's good to have competition it's a big win do you have a mm-hmm. favorite poem from god's favorite leopard god's favorite leopard god's leopard <laughs> oh you know they're all my they're all yeah, my children, so but... children. Da, 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 da. which one are you drowning in the bathtub <laughs> I like when people will, I like when people, because it's like, I did write a book. I tried to write a book with the, and I know many people and, and I, once it's like, there's nothing wrong with not reading. I think reading can be bad for a lot of people. And if someone doesn't want to read, they definitely shouldn't. But I wanted it to be easy to get through. And because it's so, it's like, you put a, I, I thought like, okay, maybe I can sell 50 of these over a year. And like maybe someone will look at it if they have like, you know, a bad food poisoning or on the john or something. But I, I like no, yeah, very quickly. Like I, like I read it. It's like 
30 minutes for me to read through and i'm like but i mean i wrote it so i'm probably like but i got like 30 texts and messages of people like excitedly telling like i finished it today and it's like hell like i'm not gonna be like nuts but it's like sick like that people were like maybe that's the first book they finished this year and that's like yeah they're like hey this is fun i thought poetry would be gay and it's like not not like you know in a fun way but um (laughs) all good the best poetry is that it has to be um especially male poetry (laughs) but i did i try and through my own pretend not pretentiousness i try and sprinkle in the like really deep cuts oh yeah and this is how it was it started was i made a fake book called the statistical argument for the ethics of gambling and that's when academic fraud art uh offered to put it out and i was like yeah sure and they messaged me i was like when you sent over and i was like well i need to write it (laughs) and then uh it took two more months but i did write that poem which is um i'll find it I don't think it. I kept the title, but it's a. Uh, yeah, that makes me feel well, like what was behind the decision to only have a couple of them have titles? Um, well, I have, I have to credit the mysterious publisher at NDA. So NDA was the first broad books before it was always academic fraud. It was various people who wanted to do the thing. And then they were like, well, let's get like meme clouded up meme people to do it. And I'm like, like, I'm still like not very clouded up, but, uh, they just like the poems and shit. Um, but the person who did it had 17 years of like art books and poetry. I literally sent like, I would just fucking, I had like an endless toilet paper notes feed basically. Uh-huh. Like I took, I would take my notes and then put them, slap them in a Google Drive, and like just, and like some had titles. Sometimes the titles are missing, um, typos and shit. And I was just like, sorry. <laughs> and then like, and uh, a few of them was sending it off with an apology. It's like I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they did an amazing job of sorting them, and they were like you got to do the no punctuation because it's like, it started as like someone thinking they were so cool. And it, it's like a insight. It's like a poetry, like what would it be? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Hamburger where you put the fucking toothpick in it. Or something. It's like a trope. Yeah. 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 But, uh, consistency. So, yeah. And they did it. And then, oh yeah. When we were talking about favorite poets. So I like, I really like John Donne and all those guys. Like I sincerely like those guys. <laughs> And uh, Steve Rich, Steve Goodman, pardon me, is um, one of Bukowski's proteges, and he was um, a, a Jewish heroin addict of very wealthy landlords, and he blew all his money on heroin and made candles and wrote poems. Oh my God, he just died like a very fat heroin addicted John. <laughs> so um, <good>. And. <laughs> I read I I read him after I'd finished the book and a lot he he wrote a lot of ones that were like my dumbest ones. Um and that segues into he also did the cover, which I'll find the poem that I wanted to read. 
I would say academic fraud, if you had numbers, well, maybe I'm just being a, a pussy, but it's hard to find that. I'm looking for a specific one, but it's, um, gambling is a, I should just have it memorized, but I've been, I'll find it here. Uh, but it's a little homage to my, the, oh yeah, well, that's yeah, no, that's, where is it? Hmm. Oh, whose address did I put it? Uh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that people will send me a different one, uh, like different ones really speak out to people, but yeah, I ne- I tried to never like rush. I would just like, generally I wouldn't ever do more than three at a time and two of those would suck. So I like it spread over like a year and a half and that it just sort of naturally had a lot of, a lot of styles. It wasn't all just beat, beat poetry knockoffs. <laughs> oh, I know. I like, I think I'll just find you. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is like, well, this is me on stage. just like panicking more and more. God. Yeah. I won't worry. I'll just remember. I'll just try and remember it here. <laughs> um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's simple. Gambling is a gift from God. His love shines when you win. When you, if you lose, you are a Calvinist. It was because of sin. And uh, that's just the bottom <laughs> stanza. That's so, you, you, like, you do find a lot of like references to god and like sort of religious structures is that on purpose or does that just kind of come naturally from being whatever you are yeah i'm i'm trying really hard i've always been um agnostic which isn't very brave i tried to convert to judaism because the lamb shops play along when i was six um and the rabbi explained it in a way that i talked out of it he was cool it was one of those you ever go to the synagogues where it's like there's a rabbi, a, a Muhammad guy, uh, what do you call him, a mom and a Christian guy? And all got like, an imam? This, yeah, yeah. Like, and then like an Anglican minister wearing like a bicycle helmet. Like, they're like the, the multicultural pals, you know? And, uh, so my mom like brought me there to be like, well, he can tell you why you're not going to do that. And he, it was, I, I would stay with me. He's like, you see, when, when you say God's the, God has the Jews as the chosen people. And that's like, when you're in school, sometimes the teacher picks you to do chores for the day. So God just pays extra close attention to us. we got to do a little bit more work. And so everybody can get along. And I'm like, okay. And that makes sense. He wasn't even like, yeah, we got to cut part of your dick off. He didn't even have to say that. I just was like, I'm not going <laughs> to. But, <clears throat> so yeah, I've always had a religious, uh, I never got into the whole like Reddit atheism, like explain this, but my dad always liked like that. And um, I've been really trying to get into Kierkegaardian Christianity. Oh my um, God. Which I let. Read Spinoza. (laughs) Jim Kierkegaard, do Spinoza at the same time. It's so fun. I love Spinoza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deleuze Spinoza. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. The best, the best, the best. Such a good book. I always recommend that to people. Like people are like, oh, Deleuze is there. It's like it's whatever, yeah. If you don't like it, don't read it. But I like it. Um, yeah. I like his George Bataille. Uh, the Chris share 
But yeah, Kierkegaard, I just love um, his style. It's so good. Um, same way that Nietzsche's just just has good style. But Kierkegaard's is like transcendent. Like his novels are, and his idea, like, but I'm, it's strengthening my faith in it because I was like telling everybody like, yeah, I'm a Kierkegaardian Christian. And I'm like fucking partying all summer. And then I lost, I got laryngitis for like six weeks when I kept <laughs> saying it and like doing anything. Fuck. I was like, all right, like, I can't keep, like, fucking lying on this shit. I gotta, like, actually do it or shut my fucking mouth, so. Yeah, thank God gave you the language. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pushed uh, to, to Abrahamic Creek. Kids at home, button down and read uh, Fear and Trembling and uh, Either Or as Elliot Smith. Don't listen too much Elliot Smith, kids. Don't, let, don't let them get you too... Yeah. You'll be screaming at your girlfriend, your mom calling them bitches. Don't do that. Yeah. Read Kierkegaard. And yeah, he smoked a little too much (laughs) meth. Don't smoke it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Go fun games and start smoking it. (laughs) And then, uh, oh yeah. And uh, well, yeah. Nick Zalea recommends uh, Father Seraphim Rose. I still need to get around to that. But yeah, I like religious writing, and then then it's just yeah, Calvinism so funny because <laughs> can seem quite ridiculous and unfair, but they're like I think I'm not even kidding. Hold on. Hold on, I think I have. <clears throat> Fuck! I used to have a like Calvinist Bible. Oh wow! The warnings mm. start about how you shouldn't enjoy, like in old French, <laughs> you shouldn't enjoy yourself reading the Bible. It's like this whole thing in old French where it's like, oh, you know, mm. you're about to read the most beautiful and important text ever written. Don't have fun. Like, don't have fun. It's like, and I yeah, no. a- <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Why? Why don't uh? Why don't Southern Baptists have sex standing up? I don't know. Tell me. Someone might see them and think they're dancing. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, <laughs> damn. But, yeah, that was um. <laughs> I was. I think I was inspired to put a Calvinist joke. One of the best parts of uh, Trailer Park Boys. It's a very stupid show. <laughs> And there's a character who's like this dad, this guy with a mullet who pretends to be paralyzed and just sits in a wheelchair drinking beer and eating chicken fingers. And for some reason in an episode, they just make it that he's a Calvinist. <laughs> and he's explaining things. He's like, no, Ricky, like, I'm a Calvinist. He, he, he opens and reads one fucking line, like, Calvin. And like, it's like the dumbest <laughs> The most lowbrow Calvinist joke that has to exist. It's, it's so yeah, good. That's what makes it good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, people, Calvinists are just excited that they're, they're they featured. Just but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, is a, it must be comforting. It's like, oh, well, I'm doing well because God loves me. And then, but then you get, your shit gets fucked. You're like, you're <laughs> the, by, die by the sword. But, <laughs> Yeah, the Betamers has had... Yeah, that's every religion ever you've just described. We've had some good... Um, a shout out to 
on my the uh what's something heads with a centurion heads west <laughs> sorry uh sorry hankules um i know it's he came on and talked about his book um that was and he's a presbyterian yeah that's the one they're like mm-hmm. scottish and they're neat because they really like philosophize over stuff and he told us about our book about his book <laughs> he also told us about when he was court-martialed for hazing they were like fucking this guy like snitched on a corporal or something so they fucking rolled him up like in a tire and hit him with bats <laughs> like i don't know maybe <laughs> and he just like told us all this shit because it's like it's like yeah i'm open before god and like i feel bad for it and it was just like it was very good it was like we're building a barn having a hot right conversation he's like yeah and then we shoved our crackers on his ass. <laughs> hell yeah that's but. a good thing to get court martial for i thought it was gonna be <laughs> like i like i like that's that's not of all the things yeah. <laughs> i think it's it's yeah. really like british woman's fantasy secretly to do exactly yeah. what like um taylor swift is doing is date like a midwestern super religious uh-huh. repressed american because i mean <laughs> he's easy to please because he's repressed uh <laughs> you, you can gaslight him because he's got cpe from all the like college football I think there's some I'm treating him like he's a like he's chain to the wall. Yeah, you let him out sometimes. You go to like two meetings with him and whatever American women do. Like, no, he's allowed out yeah. of the house occasionally. I wonder how the little the little rock and roll guy, the Matt guy, who goes on the podcast and like maybe starts talking about Chinese accent. <laughs> now it's just this giant guy instead of him. He's like, well, I guess like, like lifted all tides, you know? I, the only thing I remember when like that news broke that Matt, he leaving on it. Um, it was like, I texted my friend and I was like, Hey, have you heard this? Cause like she works in this and she was like, we're so close to getting Taylor Swift to say the N-word. Like, this is just one step. Like, this is collectively what the internet needs is for her to do that. And, like, this is one step closer. It was, like, the the pee-pee frog people were, like, so she's, like, our our secret alt-right symbol and all this stuff. No, Now she's, like, the... Oh, hold on. Okay, no, 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 no. So there there is, or there was, substantial proof that she was a 4chan user at some point in her career. Huh. The one, well, that's Doja. I know Doja Cat. Oh, Doja, yeah, she, Doja was open about it. I, she's I've never seen feet in racist chat room.
box and killed a cat with a hammer and like it was the it was the fucking thing like I mean okay yeah thinking you're gonna fucking kill an animal and and put its skin on I guess that's a little little creative but yeah and they'll just do like they'll fucking glue it to a wall it's just the laziest yeah 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 Apologize. <laughs> like I fucking hate Ai Weiwei. That <laughs> such a oh well, man, I have beef with Ai Weiwei. Oh, I can't, <laughs> I'll text you about. I have like Ai Weiwei. <laughs> legal beef. This do- the documentary. People thought he was so fucking. He's like he's not like they showed his New York work. It was, New- it was a like it was the AIDS epidemic and Ai Weiwei was so brave. You had a fucking raincoat he glued a condom to. It was like. Uh-huh. Well, right now, so you don't get angry. It's just like fucking stupid. Love and I love, I love the idea that there's some <laughs> gay man in like Wisconsin <laughs> dying of AIDS in a hospital <sighs> that wants him dead, and he's like, "Oh, thank God, I Weiwei's done something. Yeah. I'm, this, I'm in a really bad situation, but this has made it all better." <laughs> this doughy panda-shaped Chinese man is just like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Like we're gonna let you build a coliseum. Guys, don't be uh, racist. Uh, yeah, but I like uh, Cutie and the Boxer. They were cool. The Jeff, that guy. They were like, yeah, it's a docu- It's like um, I was just dealing with my uncle's. He was an outsider artist. Oh, yeah, I was so sorry to hear. Mm-hmm. It was, How, uh, yeah. Did you did you at least get it's, to have like fun funeral? Or? Yeah. Well, we're gonna have. It was. Um, we scattered the ashes, and there's gonna be. I'm actually. There's been way more interest than I necessarily expected. Uh, he was a little too. <laughs> he's a little too committed to the outsider bit to ever not like hit gallerists in the head with bottles and things like he always had attention and then would blow it up quite rapidly so mm-hmm. when you have the cutout when you have the providence and like a picture it's easier but some like very not wealthy themselves but from wealthy families are like ah that one's cool so it's probably like i could get like not like it's like ah let's chill him it was his wish to be like get as good as we can to immortality and I, I thought originally it was like, well, you know, like a flea market, they'd sell like four or $600. Uh, but I think he was like, he has some good writing and photos. If, if, if we're going to try and do a thing, that's just going to be the memorial. And then it might maybe 1600 to 13. It's still like 300, like the kind of shit that like still you bought, someone buys it and like, yeah, ship it to London. And then an art handler is going to charge you like $5,000 to like uh-huh. create it. So it's, it's definitely, but it'll be like, I, I, it, yeah, I've, I've never really done an art gallery. I, I haven't been a promoter for anybody in that way. So it'll be fun. And if, uh, yeah, no, that's exciting. If we have some yellow, some yellow ones, I'll send them. Please. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll put it on the, on the feed. Would we have, is that, was it because God's leopard was yellow we were able to move forward? Or Yeah, that's the sole reason. <laughs> I only interview artists that create things that have yellow in them now. That's a good, yeah. I love uh, yellow. It was brought to my attention. There was another poet named Nathan who put out a yellow book of poems. My in, uh, September, yeah. 
what's it called? New egg or new Nate. He's Nathaniel. I'm Nathan. I he's a good tweet. If I just featured a photo of his book on the cover of the article. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm beating him in sales right now. So I'm pretty live and let live, but, uh, yeah, it's good to have competition. Big win. Do you have a favorite mm-hmm. poem from God's Favorite Leopard? God's Favorite Leopard? God's Leopard. <laughs> Leopard. Oh, you know, they're all my, they're all yeah, my children. They're all your children. Da, 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 da. Which one are you well, least, like, drown in the bathtub? I like when people will, I like when people, because it's like, I did write a book. I tried to write a book with the, and I know many people, and, and I, once it's like, there's nothing wrong with not reading. I think reading can be bad for a lot of people. And if someone doesn't want to read, they definitely shouldn't. But I wanted it to be easy to get through. And because it's so, it's like you put a, I thought like, okay, maybe I can sell 50 of these over a year. And like, maybe someone will look at it if they have like, you know, a bad food poisoning on the John or something. But I, I like no, yeah, very quickly, like I, like I read it. It's like 30 minutes for me to read through. And I'm like, I mean, I wrote it, so I'm probably like, but I got like 30 texts and messages of people like excitedly telling me like, I finished it today. And it's like, hell, like, hey, I'm not going to be like, duh, you idiot. No, it's, but it's like, sick. like that people were like, maybe that's the first book they finished this they year. And that's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. hey, this is fun. I thought poetry would be gay. And it's like, not, not in like, you know, in a fun way. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> all good. The best poetry is, that it passed um, mm-hmm. especially <laughs> male poetry but <laughs> i did i try and through my own pretend not pretentiousness coach i try and sprinkle in the like really deep cuts oh yeah and this is how it was it started was i made a fake book called the uh, statistical argument for the ethics of gambling <laughs> and that's when academic academic fraud art uh offered to put it out and i was like yeah sure and they messaged me and was like when you sent it over and i was like well i need to write it <laughs> and then uh so it took two more months but i did write that poem which is um yeah, i'll find it i don't think it i kept the title but it's uh yeah, but this, what, what was behind the decision to only have a couple of them have titles? Um, well, I have, I have to credit the mysterious publisher at NDA. So NDA was the first broad books before it was always academic fraud. It was various people who wanted to do the thing. And then they were like, well, let's get like meme, clouded up meme people to do it. And I'm like, like I'm still like not very clouded up. But uh, they just like the poems and shit. Um, but the person who did it had 17 years of like art books and poetry. I literally sent like, I would just fucking, I had like an endless toilet paper notes feed basically. Uh-huh. Like I took, I would take my notes and then put them, slap them in a Google drive and like, just, and like some had titles, sometimes the titles are missing. Um, typos and shit. And, <laughs> I was just like, sorry. <laughs> and then, like, and, uh, a few of them. He's sending it off with an apology. It's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they did an amazing job of sorg- sorting them. And they were like, 
you got to do the no punctuation because it's like it started as like someone thinking they were so cool. and then it's like a inside it's like a poetry like what would it be yeah like uh i don't know a hamburger where you put the fucking toothpick in it or something it's like a trope yeah yeah, yeah. but uh consistency so, yeah and they did it and then oh yeah when we were talking about favorite poets so i like i really like john dunn and all those guys like i sincerely like those guys <laughs> and uh steve rich steve goodman pardon me is um one of bukowski's proteges and he was um a, a jewish heroin addict of very wealthy landlords and he blew all his money on heroin and made candles and wrote poems. Oh my god, he just died so like cool. a very fat heroin addicted John. <laughs> so um, and that's such a good I read I, okay. I read him after I finished the book and a lot he he wrote a lot of ones that were like my dumbest ones. Um and that segues into he also did the cover, which I'll find the poem that I wanted to read. I would say academic product, but you had numbers. Well, maybe I'm just being a, a pussy, but it's hard to find that. I'm looking for a specific one, but it's um, gambling is a. I should just have it memorized, but I've been, I'll find it here. Uh, but it's a little homage to my. The, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's. Was it? Hmm. Oh, whose address did I put? Uh, oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that people will send me a different one. Uh, like different ones really speak out to people. But yeah, I know I tried to never like rush. I would just like generally I wouldn't ever do more than three at a time, and two of those would suck. So I like it spread over like a year and a half, and that. It just sort of naturally had a lot of a lot of styles. It wasn't all just deep, deep poetry knockoffs. <laughs> oh, I know what I. I think I'll just find yeah, uh, yeah. This is like well, this is me on stage, just like just panicking more and more. God, yeah, I won't worry. I'll just never. I'll just try and remember it here. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's simple. Gambling is a gift from God. His love shines when you win. When you, if you lose, you are a Calvinist. It was because of sin. And uh, that's just the bottom <laughs> stanza. That's so you, you, like, you do find a lot of like references to god and like sort of religious structures is that on purpose or does that just kind of come naturally from being whatever you are yeah i'm i'm trying really hard i've always been um agnostic which is very brave i tried to convert to judaism because the lamb shops play along when i was six um and the rabbi explained it in a way that i talked out of it he was cool it was one of those you ever go to the synagogues where it's like there's a rabbi, a, a Muhammad guy, or what do you call him, a mom and a Christian guy? And all got like, an imam? This, yeah, yeah. Like, and then like an Anglican minister wearing like a bicycle helmet. Like, they're like the, the multicultural <laughs> pals, you know? And, uh, 
So my mom like brought me there to be like, well, he can tell you why you're not going to do that. And he, it was, I, I would stay with me. He's like, you see, when, when you say God's the, God has the Jews as the chosen people. And that's like, when you're in school, sometimes the teacher picks you to do chores for the day. So God just pays extra close attention to us. We got to do a little bit more work. And so everybody can get along. And I was like, okay. And that makes sense. He wasn't even like, yeah, we got to cut part of your dick off. He didn't even have to say that. I just was like, I'm not going <laughs> to. But, <clears throat> so yeah, I've always had a religious, uh, I never got into the whole like Reddit atheism, like explain this, but okay. my dad always liked like that. And um, I've been really trying to get into Kierkegaardian Christianity. Oh my um, god! Which I let read Spinoza. <laughs> you're doing Kierkegaard, do Spinoza at the same time. It's so fun. I love Spinoza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deleuze, Spinoza. Yeah. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best, the best, the best. Such a good book. I always recommend that to people. Like people, are like, oh, Deleuze is so. It's like it's whatever. Yeah, if you don't like it, don't read it. But I like it. Um, yeah. I like his George Bataille, uh, the Cursed Share. But yeah, Kierkegaard, I just love um, his style. is so good. Um, same way that Nietzsche's just just has good style. But Kierkegaard's is like transcendent. Like his novels are and his idea, like. But I'm it's strengthening my faith in it because I was like telling everybody like, yeah, I'm a Kierkegaardian Christian because I'm like fucking partying all summer. And then I lost. I got laryngitis for like six weeks when I kept <laughs> saying it and like wasn't doing anything. Fuck. I was like, all right, like I can't keep like fucking lying on this shit. I gotta like actually do it or shut my fucking mouth. So yeah, my God gave you the language. Push mm-hmm. to, to Abrahamic creation. Kids at home, button down and read uh, Fear and Trembling and uh, Either Or as Elliot Smith. Don't listen too much Elliot Smith, kids. Don't let don't let them get you too. Yeah. You'll it's be bad. screaming at your girlfriend, your mom calling them bitches. Don't do that. Yeah. But read Kierkegaard. And yeah, he <laughs> smoked a little too much, man. <laughs> Don't smoke it. Go fun games and start smoking it. <laughs> and then, uh, <clears throat> oh yeah. And uh, well, yeah. Nick Zalea recommends uh, Father Seraphim Rose. I still need to get around to that. But yeah, I like religious writing, and then then it's just yeah, Calvinism's so funny because <laughs> it can seem quite ridiculous and unfair, but they're like I think, things. I'm not even Dutch kidding. Do. Hold on, I think I have. <clears throat> Fuck! I used to have a like Calvinist Bible. Oh and wow! The warnings hmm. start about how you shouldn't enjoy, like in old French, <laughs> you shouldn't enjoy yourself reading the Bible. It's like this whole thing in old French where it's like, oh, you know, hmm. you're about to read the most beautiful and important text ever written. Don't have fun. Like, don't have fun. It's, like, and I uh, no. what are the <laughs> shit? Yeah. Why? Why don't uh? Why don't Southern Baptists have sex standing up? I don't know. Tell me. Someone might see them and think they're dancing. <laughs> oh shit! But I uh, <laughs> damn. But, yeah, that was um. 
I was, I think I was inspired to put a Calvinist joke. One of the best parts of uh, Trailer Park Boys, it's a very stupid show. <laughs> and there's a character who's like this dad, this guy with a mullet who pretends to be paralyzed and just sits in a wheelchair and drinks beer and eating chicken fingers. And for some reason in an episode, they just make it that he's a Calvinist. <laughs> and he's explaining things. He's like, no, Ricky, like, I'm a Calvinist. He, he, he opens and reads one fucking line. Like, Calvin. And like, it's like the dumbest, <laughs> the most lowbrow Calvinist joke that has to exist. It's, it's so beautiful. good. That's what makes it good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, people, Calvinists are just excited. That they're they're they just featured. Like to be but... <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a, it must be comforting. It's like, Oh, well, I'm doing well because God loves me. And then, but then you get you're sick as fuck. You're like, you're the by, die by the sword. But yeah, the beta versus had. Yeah, that's every religion ever you've just described. <laughs> We've had some good. Um, a shout out to uh, my the uh, what's something heads with a centurion heads west. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Hankules. Um. I know it's, he came on and talked about his book. Um, that was, and he's a Presbyterian. Yeah, that's the one. They're like mm-hmm. Scottish and they're neat because they really like philosophize over stuff. And he told us about our book, about his book. And he also told us about when he was court martialed for hazing. They were like fucking, this guy like snitched on a corporal or something. So they fucking rolled him up like in a tire and hit him with bats. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and he just like told us all this shit because it's like it's like yeah i'm open before god and like i feel bad for it and it was just like it was a very good episode it's like it was like we're building a barn having a hot right conversation he's like yeah and then we shoved our crackers <laughs> hell yeah that's but. a good thing to get court martial for i thought it was gonna be <laughs> like i like i like that's that's not of all the things, yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's yeah. every like British woman's fantasy secretly to do exactly yeah. what like um, Taylor Swift is doing is date like a Midwestern super religious uh-huh. repressed American because I mean <laughs> he's easy to please because he's repressed. Uh, <laughs> you, you can gaslight him because he's got CTE from all the like college football. I think there's some I'm treating him like he's, a, like he's fucking chained to the wall. Yeah, yeah, like, you let him out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, you go to like two like... game meetings with him and whatever American women do. Like, no, he's allowed out yeah. of the house occasionally. I wonder how the little, the little rock and roll guy, the Matt guy, who goes on the podcast and like starts talking about Chinese accent. <laughs> now it's just this giant guy instead of him. He's like, well, I guess like, like lifted all tides, you know? I The only thing I remember when like that news broke that Matt, he'd been on it. Um, it was like, I texted my friend and I was like, Hey, have you heard this? Cause like she works in this and she was like, we're so close to getting Taylor Swift to say the N word. Like this is just one step. <laughs> Like, like this is collectively what the internet needs is for her to do that and like this is one step closer it was like happen. the 
the PP frog people were like, say she's like our our secret alt right symbol and all this stuff. No, no she's oh, like the. Oh, hold on. Okay, no, 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 no. So there, there is or there was substantial proof that she was a 4chan user at some point in her career. Huh. The one. Well, that's Doja. I know Doja Cat. Oh, Doja. Like, yeah, she, Doja was open about it. I, I never she's showing feet in racist chat room. <laughs> that she was did nice. You said that. Yes, she did. Yeah. If you search, she's. It was Ice T or Ice Cube's suite, and she's showing feet in racist chat rooms one day. And um, every time I see it, she looked like Boldo from fucking uh, Soul Calibur. That would be a deep cut. They'll get some of the beta verse basement guys hooting and clapping. But if you Google Boldo, it looks like how. Uh, maybe I'll make a meme on that. I'm kidding. Yeah, that's. I've just witnessed the creative process in real time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if it's over the plate, then hit it. Maybe it's a dinger. You know, you got to burn some. You got to do some bad ones, and a good one comes up. <laughs> but that was like, yeah, I was talking to I don't read theory. Who uh, she's a great account. She was just like. I think memeing's over, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know." <laughs> I that's memeing's over. Do you think memeing's over? That's that's such a wow. That's such a bold twist. Yeah, it's pretty pretty embarrassing to be like, "Oh, he's a memer," but it's it's fun because like people can't help but see you as like mentally disabled with me because it was like no one. They'll listen to your music and watch you go, wow, that's so good. You did, you tied your shoes all by yourself? It's like, so, the bars very <laughs> well. It's really like, podcast? Wow. <laughs> I can, no, I get the same way. So well. I'm like, I do, I do the graphics for my, for my magazine. And they're like, oh, my God. You breathe out your nose sometimes. <laughs> very good. Both nostrils. <laughs> wow. But, um. Yeah, everything. I don't know. The poetry is the first thing that's ever made money. Uh, podcasting got followers. Memeing, I don't know. I don't know what the memeing did. It, made, it revved me up. I was like, this is fun. And uh, But yeah, I don't know. It's fun. It's Yeah, it's like the five elements of hip-hop or whatever. I just sort of will just pivot from one to another. I want to I do want to do some YouTube video essays. I want to do one about the Taxco silver mines, South American silver, uh, fucking, basically massacre. The Spanish took like every. Wait, fill me in on this. Yeah, is this another the American government did, or what am I? No, this is damn Span. Like the Spaniards, Spaniards sit back and let the big fat squared corn-fed Germans get in trouble, but Spaniards like. Fucking South America is like hell on earth for a few hundred years. I mean, years. The that they set up like in Aztec. It's an Aztec man. I get confused, but I remember like the, the way they the conquistadors would like shove gold at people and be like, "Hey, just betray your entire village." And they're like, "Well, yeah, I guess because I'm I have focus. gold now." <laughs> like, thanks, guys. We didn't use gold before. Uh, but we the focus is on the gold. Um, and then I could be completely wrong on this too, because in like the 1800s, everybody in Europe got their Spain on with Africa. It was fucking oh, yeah. monstrous shit. The Rhodesians, Congo, etc. And they're like, you come in Spain? Like, ah, we're fine. It was like they'd just been fucking doing that. But I, I think they did have horrible colonies too. But 
they were there was two silver mines in Pasco and Mexico, and there's one in Peru. And it was like they would just shove these prisoners down; they'd fucking die. Like it was like ten thousand people would die. It was some insane number. Uh huh. Wow. Just like fucking walking in, dying, pulling the silver out, and it was this Chinese emperor. Silver was the American dollar. I already watched the video essay, so I don't know. I'll just make like a worse one. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with like long, uh, bigger jumps, bigger schizophrenic jumps of uh, significance. But yeah, and somehow it, it's like the Jews' fault. You better watch that. Yeah, because the, the like Chinese emperor. He's like. He basically figures out, like, they're like, we want your silk and tea. And he's like, you're going to pay only silver coins. They're like, what if we give you like, tobacco? He's like, silver coins. And it's basically like asking for American money or like Bitcoin or something, like something absolutely. Yeah. Um, the British king or queen was like, to this guy, he's like, we don't want to pay them. So we don't want to pay them real money. Like, find something that they'll take. And the guy tries, and the emperor's like, no. And it, this is where they get their like, fuck. You know what? And they literally fucking invade them. And say, smoke this opium. And they fucking get them all addicted to opium. That's when oh, the opium is. They're right, like, right, of course. Yeah, yeah. They literally at gunpoint force China to become addicted <laughs> to opium. For like 200 years. They're like, smoke this and burn it. And then just fucking ruin them. And that's why. Like when when Adam Curtis said, the reason why fentanyl is being sent, harsh revenge for the opium. I was like, that's a stretch, Adam. But it's like, no, like it is. Like, they're, and it all comes from the silver mines. So I didn't know the connection between, because I, I remember studying the opium wars in like high school, but I didn't know that there was a connection to like the silver mines. Yeah. So that's. Is that front and center? front and center at the at the schools in england it's just like all right chaps this opium wars and you have to like <laughs> no, dig oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know actually if they learn about it in english schools we learned i learned about it in switzerland and um yeah. i think about <laughs> three of us in the class were british and our teacher oh, yeah. was british and there was this like moment where we were all talking about it after lesson. We had like one Chinese kid in the class. We all look at each other and like, no. He was like, hey, what are you talking about? We were talking about my granddad still has some of his clients. Like that he's inherited. And he was like, Yoko almost was sick, dude. And we were all ready to do like our British guilt of like, we are sick. Such a he would learn more. He was like, Oh, hell yeah, the open walls look like they fucking rocked. Um, just, oh man, and my the, <laughs> what that turns into is like all these 1930s pulps and like Tintin, all these evil Chinese. Oh my god, twins, the Siamese twins in Tintin. <laughs> oh, lady, yeah, yeah, at the Siamese. Oh, what, what this, is that about? <laughs> I had this framed. Like, I bought, my brother, like, really liked the uh, Tintin and Neju uh, Snowy. Yeah. Like was, and um, so I bought, uh, I, fr I framed him up one. It's just Tintin and his dog in a car and a train's about to hit him. And I was like, that one's pretty good. And so I gave it to him. He really liked it. And that's what he's <laughs> And the last one. He's a picture is... of your favorite character. That's <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> 
I wish I still had it. It was Tintin, uh, Captain Hat, <laughs> at the fucking curly-haired, like, Freud from yeah, the yeah, Psychic yeah, yeah. Passed out in an opium den in this evil Chinese stereotypes. Like, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And it's like, it's, <laughs> I would be so pissed if I was like, that was, that was you. <laughs> you made us smoke. You made us do that. The, the evil Mandarin, the evil Mandarin, not the innocent woman addicted to opium. It's like, no, I think it was like Lord Chesterton, who's fucking <laughs> Tulip Park is next to the. He's like, it's about this. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah so yeah, looks. I would have had such a good, I have <laughs> a good time during the opium wars. Holy shit! I would have been down in the dens, like no questions. Yeah, asked. yeah. Saskatchewan had opium dens. They're just carved in the ground. There was a guy. A guy with dreadlocks brought over opium to this house I lived at one time. Dreadlocks and longboard. It was. I smoked. I smoked some opium, and uh, you just kind of. You just kind of want to smoke more of it. Thankfully, I don't really like opiates. <laughs> I don't got that that white boy trait. Of, oh, he's that. great. You, <laughs> you would have done well. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to take the uppers that make me hang drywall better. I don't want to like fucking get all tingly. Wow, that's. I'm gonna text my pal down. You're like, hey, this is how you you advertise now. He takes uppers to hang drywall better. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, what Switzerland seems cool. It seems like a place that I'd be like, oh, I don't feel like I'm allowed. And <laughs> but I haven't thought since, so maybe I can. Yeah, it's like because there's like it's actually I was it's all very great. They very much oh, shit who comes into the country. They yeah, fucking ruthless. Keep it close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, Swiss, Switzerland's really really fun. Um, it's very no clean. One. It's very we don't know which gold was the Jews. We don't know which gold was the Nazis. But just, no one is getting it back. Yeah. <laughs> now can't find his keepers. Shouldn't have gone off and done the war thing, idiots. But you've got the Swiss passport as well. There's, oh god, or, I mean, uh, no the like the taxes here are insane. Um, mm. wait, is that what you said? The tax? A uh, passport. Oh, passport. Oh, That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. Even when I lived there full time, I didn't have one. I was uh, basically, I had, it, they rank their citizens from A to C. No way. So you can be a citizen like, A, uh, citizen B, citizen C. If, <laughs> are, you, are certain, if you've been, if you come from places with water slides, you're not allowed to be an A. You can yeah, be a B or something. <laughs> 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 no there was. Odds. <laughs> I was at um, <laughs> I was at my book signing in uh, Toronto, and someone had I can't remember what the name was, but an interesting name like Jays and O's and stuff. And he looked exactly like the guy from Oasis. And I was signing, but he just came in on the street, and I was like, "You look like the." I was like, "Yeah, Oasis." And I was like, "You know, oh, what a cool name! Where are you from?" He looked really scared. I was, I was like, oh, "It's okay. Don't tell anyone." <laughs> People were like, "Captain." Don't worry, it's fine. You can say it. Yeah, it's fine. Fucking serious. Jump out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Not an Israeli in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
What a strange. Yeah. No, no. I worked with some some great Israelis. I was in the post office. This guy was. He was great. He was a hel- he was an ex helicopter pilot and he was mailman. And somehow he like you, you like modified. This. Sorry. You worked at a post office. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like that's, that's why I'm the last note. Literally, yeah. What I read. Um, <laughs> I read the post you office. To the Bukowski bit so much that you fucked was, at a post office. I was there five years. Yeah, yeah. And um, I went. Okay, so there was this really tall girl uh, who moved to Montreal, and I don't know. She was like three inches taller than me. She was raised in Egypt by her like journalist, <laughs> and that. Uh, I was like, oh, I think she likes me. And she was like, come out and stay with me in Montreal. I was like, yeah. And, uh, and she was like, this is my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, <laughs> I fucking slept. I slept in a cot with her, like, Cantonese roommate who would, like, I would wake up and the Cantonese roommate would be, like, like studying me and then, like, run out of the room. And, like, she would just, like, go make out with his fucking rich kid boyfriend. I was like, hmm. <laughs> this is wow. not at all. Love that. And, uh, but I bought a uh, post office Reddit, and I was like, oh, I wonder if the post office really liked that. And um, and then when I got back, my buddy Steve was working at Starbucks, and my dad was also like, "You need to get a fucking job, or I'm gonna throw you out on your ass." And um, and then I got a, a bad landscaping job just to. And then Steve was like, "Hey, man, uh, my manager at Starbucks says you can get me hired at the post office. You want to be a mailman with me?" I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's 50 grand a year, which, like, that was actually, that was that's amazing. That's more right. Money. I was like, yeah, sure. And I was, Steve was not a guy I trusted. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, Steve. You're Starbucks manager who makes fucking 10. Yeah, sure, yeah, like, yeah, let's do that. And then yeah. fucking the next day, we're hired as mailman. And my dad, like, comes in, why don't I have a fucking job? Yeah, I, was like, I was like, I have a mailman job. Like, mailman, I'm a positive. <laughs> And yeah, so I just read Bukowski. And he's just like, I was hung over and sat there to fuck her. And yeah, yeah I was bits, and then I wanted to shit myself. Yeah. And then I yeah, was like, ah, raped her. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. But that's a lot yeah, of me and I, the Bukowski aesthetic. And then they're like, oh, but I don't want to rape. It's like, it's just, it's fine. Whatever. It's Bukowski. Like, no one no one that reads Bukowski is raping anyone. Like, they're not, they're not it's when I, yeah. No one that reads poetry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, someone asked, someone was like, there was a, in a fight, and they came to me and like, he didn't actually rape anyone, I was like, I mean, I was like, well, I mean, I'm sure some of them weren't, <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm like, dude, it's like, you saw who he is, if that's a deal breaker, you might want to put him down. Yeah, exactly. but... like, this, this might not be the work for you. Yeah. I don't think he was sitting there and being like, wow, this will spook him, it's just like, it sounds like something he'd say, you know? But, uh, yeah, I do like his poems more than his prose. His prose is good, too. But it's like, that's where he's the his vulnerability is really there. But it's all good. Yeah, yeah. and his yeah. lyric... His, his prose is so often kind of hamming it up for the sake of character that it sort of becomes like a slightly caricature-esque. Like, I mean, I guess that's, for yeah. me, because Bukowski's been around so long, I'm sure it didn't read like that when it came out, but... Yeah. I, his poetry, you're, you're totally right. Like it's 
actually you're getting you know it's not a character's emotions that are being kind of put forward it's it's a little bit kind of more universal yeah and uh, he's way better at making fun of himself than i can mm. like his is still funny as mine. um a magic radio is my favorite one i won't re- anyone who wants to listen to it go check out magic radio um but one that always gets me is just like an old poet reads at a university and it's just it for a thousand dollars. Like he stares at the crowd. Why he's trying not to throw up? And then <laughs> you know, he goes outside and counts his check. And it's like a bit of like a showing. He's like, after all the years, it's worth it. Then he turns and starts vomiting against a tree. Two beautiful young girls who he would have been ogling if they were in the thing. Is like, check it out, dude. That old man's really fucked up. <laughs> so, and he does the little voice. It's, it's so like, good. Uh, <laughs> He's like, yeah. That's like Cometown. Like, my <laughs> Cometown is like uh, Euripides. Cometown could run. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all perfect harmony. It's huh? all connected. That's, but, okay, so you, how long were we in Switzerland? And would you. Only, only yes. Um, I I love mm. I went there for high school. Um, so I had a very like Euro trash experience of it. But it's a it's a good country. It, without sounding like a a right wing fascist nut job or anything, it's it's a country that is very keen on its own like autonomy, not independence, but autonomy. And I think that's that's something that generally produces a happier, healthier population. Um. Which is again, yeah. yeah. It, it sounds fascist, it's but it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like, no, no, not, not this war either. Now we'll take all your money. That's never going to be a, like a hundred percent. No one will be extradited unless you know someone else. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, it seems fascinating to us <laughs> specifically. Do you think? Because then, is it Norway? Everybody, you have this capital that's worth a million dollars. Like, I don't know if that's just a phrase they say, or if you get your bank account with like a million dollars in it. What, mm-hmm. what do you think the best? Would you rather? Because do you have an you have e, uh, EU citizenship or British or UK uh, citizenship? Or I I don't I don't actually want to say <laughs> I, uh, I have I have right. British passport. I have the, the right. British passport, and that's that's the only thing that I use to like travel around. Um, yeah, I am disappointed it's not a part of it now because there's a lot of coding jobs. I know. Though it is like. Yeah. It's, it's no, it's like, I, honestly, I was too young to vote in Brexit. And then when it happened, I was kind of like, I was seven, I don't know, maybe 18, just, you know, apolitical, <laughs> retarded, didn't really understand what was going on. Seems like they just don't care to hide it anymore. Like, all right, stop. Old ladies, oh, Get to go with dumb hair. Literally. Like, oh my god. It's... Like, who's gonna be in charge of the secret real London? Like, oh, get the get the Pakistani fellow keeping me around. It just it's just all like nonsense. It's just like these old ghouls in their fucking Rhodesian yeah. elephant oh bone. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the 
the, well, the, ghost the way movie. that we elect, well, quote unquote, like, like the way we get people into the House of Commons here is just so monumentally outdated and stupid. And then we're like surprised when none of our governments work at all. Like, not to sound like a centrist, but like no one has done anything good for this country. Ah. Like, yeah. I do love, yeah. I love uh, oak paneled reading rooms. I love the trial, yeah. uh, the aristocratic. Yeah, if I could have, you know, sort have to look into the carriage house and see. Yeah, I but, think that is one area where Britain has yet to beat America, is that you guys have a video of a twink getting fucked in, I want to say, the House of Con- Congress? Have you seen this? Oh, that. Wait, but that- you guys have a... Don't you guys... Doesn't everybody have to fuck a pig in the mouth or something? Or is that just the That's, one? I never knew if that was true because luckily I don't know anyone that goes to that school. But yeah, there's there's a, a particular school that when you go to, apparently you and oh, this is great. This, Americans love this bit. That that school, it's called Eaton. Um, you there's like a practice of getting a young boy to like butter your toast in the morning and fetch you your slippers and yada yada. That process, literally, it's a stereotypical thing. That process is called fagging, and if you're somebody's fag, you're like the guy that goes and gets his toast and his tea in the morning, which is so so good. They get buffeted in the ramp. That's literally, yeah. So stupid because you meet men of a certain generation who are like I don't know, six and seven, and they'll say, "Oh yes, I know him. He was my fag," and it's it's just it's such a good sentence to hear coming out of like a. British upper class man's mouth. It's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah I know him. He was my fag. Um, but yeah, apparently, you gotta fuck a pig in the mouth. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. I'm choosing to believe it is. Yeah, like the public, the public school system, and it seems like it'd be you could be like, oh, it's like Harry Potter, and then it's this, this fucking hideous guy. Oh fuck! hit you with a stick and shit like it sounds <laughs> no it's so true i was like oh wow school in england it's like it's how on girls schools <gasps> the the stories i could tell you from my friends that went to all girls schools the fucking the shit that was in satanic psycho yeah 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 terrorism prince philip prince philip shows up with oh his buddy. for sure oh hey, yes on that yeah but it seems like the gay, yeah, the gay guys and the gay kids. Charles, King Charles having cancer, great bit. Like, genuinely very, very funny <laughs> bit. Big, big hands, yeah, yeah. And he's drinking potions. Um, <laughs> there was, my kids at home, if you want to check it out too, it's called England's Hidden Reverse. It's a very good book about uh, these British weird bands like uh, White House, Current 93, uh, Coil. And the Coil one's really interesting because it's these... It's one of the guys from Throbbing Gristle, Justice George's buddy, Sleazy. And there was this real culture of kids at those boarding houses were gay, and the teachers were gay, and mm-hmm. the teachers were really into occult shit, and they would, like, they would show the kids the occult shit, like Austin Osmond Spare, and, like, clearly fuck the kids, but the gay kids yeah. want to get fucked, I think. And... That was always like the kids wanted it is never the like defense that people think it is. Nah, they don't. Well, but then it's so hard, you know, because I was like, <coughs> so crazy. But it it was like you were one of the kids. And I, no, no, I didn't fuck the. Anyway, 
Kamtan uh, makes all these jokes, is what I've noticed. I used to feel I was like, oh, I shouldn't make that joke. And then it's like, they've made a million dollars in that. But no, in, uh, in Alberta, like I, was, I did the theater shit because I like the uh, like stand up or whatever, Adam Sandler movies. So you go. And then there are, back then, there were the. It was like the people who are now like, you know, someone like talking about someone like Ruthie Cowher, you know, you generally get like a woman of color to talk about her experience and like her mother coming from the South, etc. It used to be these white middle-aged gays getting it all. And they, I remember watching this, his name is Ronnie Burkett, which show, and the vagina monologue is another example. He was this weird that guy there's a guy he's basically like tim dylan but or like a guy from like the music man and he had a puppet and he we were all 14 he was talking about being a 14 year old boy blowing a truck like a 50 year old trucker <gasps> and they're like teachers are like having the nerdiest kids there. sit there and it's just like all right and then the vagina monologues is yeah it's, a, it's like i was an english teacher i was a 50 year old english teacher and it's like finger bangs fucking, it's all like and it was so beautiful because gays used to be like, I knew I was gay and I was a weird old guy. And then, and then Twitter showed up and now it's like, <laughs> you don't fuck anybody until you're 27 and have $300,000 in debt. And that, not to make it sound, I'm not like, and we just fuck truckers, pussy. <laughs> like, but, but like John yeah, what Waters. God damn it. My These right Twitter people—they love John Waters. Like, what do you think, John Waters? He's like, "Hell yeah, suck an old trucker's dick." He's always like, "Being gay used to be better when it was illegal." And like, <laughs> yeah, you think John Waters got where he got without sucking off? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suck off a few truckers, yeah. And he was—he's damn happy. But they, and like, but. Well, like Salem is great. They're a great band. For them, it's been 2010 forever. And those guys used to get, just go blow truckers. And like the guy dates, uh, he's like married to Lana Del Rey now. He's like a sex symbol. No. But the, it's all. Yeah. Yeah. Jack, uh, Jack Donahue. Jack Donahue boy. He's a great. They're a great band. Great documentary. And they'd probably be great even if they weren't like tricking for. Trucking tricks or whatever it is, <laughs> and we have a good solid minutes, solid twenty minutes on blowing trackers. <laughs> this is a good podcast, yeah. Be. Yeah, thank you, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have any questions about trucks, uh, DM <laughs> me. What's that's, that's, that's your next level. <laughs> next book, uh, trucking and fucking coming out very soon. <laughs> what, You're what, here first. Um, there is a term. It's like buckle bunnies, but it's for prostitutes that li- uh, lot lizards. Lot lizard, yeah, yeah. One, yeah, that's yeah. I thought that's for the Grateful Dead, or no, it's yeah. Truck stop suckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Million dollar idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. A four D, a four D five James Bond mobile work. (laughs) Yeah, well, I love uh, with no and I. That's a great. I guess that's a British. Oh wow, that is not a reference I was expecting 
to hear on this podcast today. Holy shit, wow. Whitney and I, holy fuck, that's a, yeah, God, that's a great movie. That's one of the best movies ever. Brings him over. Brings him over to Uncle Monty's house. I love that he plays a very similar character in The History Boys. And I had only seen, before I even watched Harry Potter, I'd seen The History Boys and I'd seen Uncle Whitney. And so to watch this man that in my kind of mind was this like flamboyant gay guy, it was like, it's Uncle Vernon. Yeah, Uncle Vernon. I was like, what, what, is he not, is he not? Okay. I think he's a Tommy too, isn't he? Isn't he like the weird? Yeah, yeah. But Whitney and I was great, and that the the taller guy, like somehow they found him. They like it's like Lord of the Rings where they dig out the orcs because it's super hands is just him again. It's like in the Peep Show, oh they just God. have the wow, same wow, guy. Wow, it is. Holy shit! Wow, you really know British culture as well. <laughs> like again, that yeah. I was not expecting super hands to be mentioned. I would just like I lived with roommates would just fucking watch that shit like literally 24 hours a day and that was i wouldn't go that but everything with super hans was just fucking funny it was just like he's no he's the- <laughs> like a like yeah he'd just be like he was great but yeah with no and i great movie a little clunkier than I remember. I always like show people. I'm like, yeah, it's great, and it's like, oh, it's it, yeah, it's so oh one of those God. movies you show someone. You're like, okay, um, it's no, it's fine. No, I, like, what's happening now? Like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, it's like they eat breakfast, then they're on the highway, then it's like the Jimi Hendrix drug dealer, and then it's like the uncle chasing them to like fuck them, and then yeah, it's <laughs> the funniest thing was. I was on a date and I thought, uh, well, yeah, I had a laptop and I was like, oh, let's watch the 24 hour party people. It's a documentary about factory records. The first time I watched it, I didn't understand it was comedy. <laughs> it's like, hey. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this, oh, it was being fun. <laughs> I thought it was like a fucking. I thought it was like Sid and Nancy or whatever, but no. <laughs> no. Wow. I love that. You know, it's that is one isn't real either, right? Just making sure. Pardon? Spinal Tap isn't real either. You know that, right? Just yeah, yeah. making That's sure. Canadian. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Canadians in that one, actually. Really? Huh. Well, because they did a bunch when of mighty wind. Pop up and things, you know what I mean? Like, it's always a surprise to me when yeah. someone says they're Canadian. I'm like, oh. Yeah, why not? Sure. We have a yeah, we have a strong comedic history, which is why I'm so defensive of it. When there's Canadian troops that aren't funny, <laughs> fuck you. Okay. All of this through your your schizo posting. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Who the who the fuck? That's people, the who are they? Who? The least harmful. They're just like they're like a Mormon comedy troupe around. Right they're just like kids in the hall is a very funny troupe. Uh, SCTV had Bill Murray. That's where Bill Murray started. John Candy. There's, there's a legacy to be protected. Like you can't just put out some fucking dog shit as uh, my take on it. That's the only, that's all. That's it. Um, that's it. That's all she wrote folks. Yeah. yeah. Like you can have some other bad stuff, but keep it funny, please. Mm-hmm. Just don't just don't it up. yeah so i told them i'll fix i'll fix it for them for free but i don't know maybe there's maybe they're afraid i'll <laughs> talk about water slides i can understand their perspective 
like, oh yeah, let's in, let's have the guy that will ruin our career. Yeah, it's nonsense. This is why I love like, it. Yeah, like what the fuck do I do with this three hours? <laughs> but yeah, it'll be on the Betaverse. Uh until you send us a cease Thank you, Buzz. <clears throat> and yeah, what should I see when I come to Ingerland? I keep um, eating Welsh people, little hairy footed hobbits. And uh, they got synthesizers. I'm, I'm doing a rally um around South Wales oh, yeah. at some point in March. Hell yeah. Um it should be For really- the uh the National Front, or what's it called? <laughs> no, they, no. They're so sweet. They're called Generation Rallies, and you do it with your parent, or your, and you and it's oh, nice. just a two day. Like last year, we did it around the South Downs. It's lovely, um, but you get to yeah, you get to see a bunch of really cool cars, which is always fun. But yeah, no, come to nice. London. Peckham, Peckham's great. Peckham, you will see what gentrified London looks like. It's it's got a really interesting like. Oh, the food's good. The food's really good. Um, don't stay out too late. It's there are bits of it that can be dangerous, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, then we come to then, come to Tower Bridge, which is where I'm at. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I will surf. You got a couch, with, like a yeah, doors poster yeah. somewhere. It's yeah, covered in my laundry right now. But oh yeah, yeah. The, That's the real reason to be a poet is to live like a homeless person. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so Peckham's the wealthy. I have a friend that's in a wealthy one, and a friend that's in like the real deal Jamaican one. They both sound fun. So Peckham's Peckham the real deal Jamaican one. The wealthy one is probably Knightsbridge, Huntington, Pimlico. Forged. Yeah. Oh, Pimlico. That's it. Pimlico. That's yeah. It. Um, and then how hard is it to get to Wales? <laughs> I imagine like, oh, you just take the lorry, get on the back of the lorry. Well, you get on the tube. Uh, yeah. Fuck, it's it's. You can get to Wales within a day. There are Scotland. You just oh, take a bus. Six days. Uh, six I know. Days, not even. Scotland's easy to get to. Yeah. yeah. Brighton. Brighton's like two hours. Oh, not even from Enjoy. London. One hour. It's oh, definitely go down to Brighton. Brighton is it's very tasty. Um, yeah, I had. Uh, there's a good comedy oh, scene there too, actually. Um, Interesting. I shout out to Babe of Babel, uh, our first British guest. My my big fan of the show is like, Nate, you can't just fucking talk to these people about (laughs) tourism. (laughs) But I did it all with her. So now I like, I know know about Brighton. I was like, what did you do there? And she's like, I lived with my boyfriend who I hated. We had like a rug over the window and we fucking smoked the bond all day. (laughs) That sounds very Brighton. That's a very typical Brighton experience, I think. Yeah, and now she she's a better boyfriend now, and I, I introduced her to my friend, and they do a lot of. I no, I won't say that because I say <laughs> they go to the they go they go to the do a lot of fun legal things. <laughs> they do a lot of. They read poetry to blind children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Specifically, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I still got to do the audio book soon i guess i got it. yeah oh no not an audiobook i mean oh oh it's gonna be it's gonna be so good <laughs> i liked uh Be- was it beatrix potter she would have the audio yeah yeah, yeah. Toad Hall. 
Have, have oh, you no. just been on like Wikipedia, like list of British cultural things? No, I had a nanny That's granny. Right, yeah. She's a British. She was like one of those. She was. She worked on the taxes and met my granddad. So she was a good proper English nanny granny. Amazing. And we had the Beatrix Potter. Yeah, yeah. So we had that. Some of that stuff. It was, yeah. It was cool. Very cool. All right. All right. Well, shit. Thanks yeah. for. This is three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even think <laughs> I got to cut anything out. It's all totally, yeah, yeah. It's totally yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. There's literally a helicopter going above my window. <laughs> okay, what do you think? Jeremy Clarkson. Prison or firing wall? Or wait, no. Is it Jeremy? Who's the uh, labor Jeremy, guy who got Jeremy Clarkson or Jeremy Corbin? Jeremy Corbin, yeah. Jeremy Is he Corbin. worse than Hitler? Um he's he's they my- really ran him out of He's like a he's like a, okay. a wife that you attach to a wall, I think. Right. He does hate the Jewish race and wants to see them yeah, distinguished. He personally sends me hate notes every day. Actually, it's crazy. He hands writes a note that says, I hate the Jews, and he slips it under my table. It's it's weird. That's a little unreasonable. He could have just kept I, everybody I, like social. Yeah, like, like I right asked him, like, hey, um, you know, can you can you stop doing this? And then he just did it more. Nah.